Hello, spooky bitches. This is your special Halloween episode. If you partake, if not, please don't delete this episode. As you can hear, I didn't warn India of my greeting. I never warn her because, you know, I want a pure um, participation reaction. This is an organic relationship. So, you know, you good? I am weak on the floor, dying. <laughs> I'm unwell. This is why I have few <laughs> friends and I'm single. Because this is how I amuse myself on the regular. Oh, man. Hi, guys. How's it going? Welcome to Pop of Color Pod. I was trying to think of a metaphor or what is it called? A pun. And I was like, don't have one. <laughs> I was like, Papa Boo. And I was like, that's enough. That's I think enough. that I spooky bitch one. Yeah, I think the spooky bitch one, like, sold sold the episode yeah let's let's stop while we're ahead okay so welcome to pop of color pod if you haven't listened before it's ruby and india two women of color who love bravo pop culture and astrology and it's been a week i've been working i've been traveling she was in new york living the city girl life um reaffirmed i could never live there but i appreciate it not a hating yeah it seemed like so much fun but i'm just like oh people are too cool it's expensive, like not expensive, like housing, like, you know, you have to go to like all these pretty restaurants and like go do stuff and wear cool clothes and, you know, capitalism. But we saw Moulin Rouge and it was amazing. So I'm glad you had fun. You needed I a break, a little vacation. Yeah, it was like my first actual vacation in a long time where it was like, I just was having fun, like doing what I wanted, which involved a lot of like watching TV in the hotel room. <laughs> too which like I could have you know stayed somewhere in DC for that (laughs) but I instead I went all the way to New York to watch Pretty Woman on television so we're both pretty much Craig from yeah I mean hashtag relatable (laughs) Craig one of the girls oh Craigie Craigie. and then what else and then I've had a conference at work all week so I've been Kelly Kapoor the business bitch aka posting outfits on my Instagram (laughs) She has the best blazer. Did you get that blazer from H&M? I saw a similar one like that at H&M and almost grabbed it. I'll tell you offline because I don't want people to copy me. Oh, yeah. I'm not an influencer yet. Copiers. I had to start (laughs) decoying like too many of my coworkers were asking. And I was like, this is a specifically, it's not like a black blazer. (laughs) And you know, people who are like too or like simple, they'll just like literally buy the same one. And then you show up to winning at work and you're like, okay, like that wasn't the message. So you know, I know it's one of the Ten Commandments isn't to lie, but you know, sorry, Jesus, we have to once in a while to protect ourselves. You know, Regina George had pink flip flops, and so everyone had pink flip flops. Exactly. Wow. Am I Regina George? I She's know. not very nice. <laughs> no, Paige is Regina George. Um, Yikes. Also true. <laughs> according to Andy and Andrea um, only talking about Andy Andrea I do not think that Paige is actually Regina George but anyway Uh, my week has been I was gonna say how's the hustling hustling the hustle is hustling um you were serving some like real estate um what is it called content I enjoyed yeah so real thing I'm getting back into like my content creation you know I think the podcast has inspired me and I've been working on my chakras so the creative juices are flowing okay, through chakras. my veins. 
Um, so yeah, I've been working on like some real estate, um, Instagram and TikTok content. And then I also relaunched my YouTube or I don't know if it's a relaunch, but I'm just going to be more consistent. Um, so I actually just posted a YouTube video about haunted houses and how realtors can avoid, um, helping buyers avoid, you know, buying a haunted house or what they can do to avoid haunted houses. (laughs) So on brand for the season. I know. I was so proud of myself. I was like, this is a good one when I thought of it. She's studying. She's like, how do I bring things together? Synergy, alignment. Okay. I mean, we really do have Indy to thank for most of the good shit that comes from this podcast. I mean, you are the Instagram. You're the Instagrammer. And Ruby is the content like person for Instagram because... Your girl be struggling, but Ruby is good at that. So it's a it's a team effort. You're working on it. I've got ideas. There, I too feel creatively juiced, and there are ideas bring. And actually, I'm gonna write something down before I forget because I thought about it like seven hours ago, and it definitely left my brain. Yeah, it's like you know we're like if you have two founders of a business and one is the CEO and one's a COO. Like I've been more of the COO working the the financial logistics mm-hmm. and Ruby's been like COO. Yeah. What did I say? COO? I don't know. What did no, you said COO, but I was just saying like you're both because you're like operations and finances. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ruby's- I'm like CCO and CEO. Yeah. So hard. So many letters. <laughs> Woo. I almost said the whole alphabet. Ooh, we're done working our brain today. <laughs> this is what it's like to be working women of the nineties. I mean, 2021. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to give you a little bit of, I'm like averse to doing this too often because respectfully, I don't actually care about most of the Bravo celebrities lives. Like, but it just feels like there's a lot of like, um, juicy stuff happening. Mm -hmm. So I don't really, I don't watch Jersey. I mean, I used to like seasons one through three, but Teresa tree is engaged to that creepy looking man. Do you have thoughts, India? Because I don't. Um, I mean, besides everyone just being pretty much like, yikes. I just hope she's happy because I think she deserves it. She's had such a rough life um, or rough like years since. I was about to say like phase. Like she was fine before she went to jail. Yeah. She had a rough phase when she went to jail and both of her parents passed away. That's like. I was going to say that makes me nervous. Like, you know, I just pray that she prayed correctly and God brought her the the actual man of her dreams because men do mess up <laughs> and you can't really so much judge a man by his past relationships when he's willing to change and makes those changes for you. Because I always say a man can do wrong by every woman, but when he finds the right one, it switch. It's like a switch goes off. And then I'm like, a leopard doesn't change their spots. So I'm like, he's going to fuck shit up. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. Man, Teresa. There's a difference, right? There's like people who mature. Like, it's not that they change. It's just like more evolved. Like if right. you have a pattern, like if you are a person, like a Randall from Vanderpump Rules, we don't need to get into that. But like, if you are a serial cheater, you'll yeah. continue to be a cheater. But if you're like just not mentally and emotionally at a certain place in your life to act correctly. And then you fix yourself internally and like, can then be better. But like, I don't think a woman 
is capable of like changing. changing a man hell no i think a man has to i think it's, it's something about a woman sometimes that makes a man feel like oh shit i don't deserve this woman and i need to get my shit together so Fair. i can meet her at her level because i don't want to lose this girl and then you know men do the self-work and self-development that they need to do or personal yeah, development it's still internal like, it's all internal though right Right, but I think a positive influence can definitely, and someone who's not enabling can definitely help push it in the right, you know, steer the boat in the right direction, but he is ultimately the oars and the, <laughs> the guy. Captain of the shit. Yeah. Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> captain of the shit. Oh, I mean, Freudian the... slip, but I, it works. Captain it's of the Lord. shit. <laughs> His mouth does not lie, except about where she gets her clothes from. Um, yeah, so we have the engagement and then, um, one of my coworkers actually texted me this day. She was like, Dorit was just robbed at gunpoint. And I went, yikes. You know, what's funny. Well, not funny, like in an actual funny way on <laughs> it's so the re- funny. <laughs> on the reunion, they were talking about how Andy text, um, that was wild text. Uh, what's her name? Renna. Lisa Renna and was like, move all your shit now and how she had already moved it. And then I realized on the same episode, they were talking about Dorit's style and how she like buys all her clothes and how she like, you know, keeps it. She doesn't rent it, whatever, whatever. So someone heard that and was like, oh shit, we're going to go rob her. Which is Well, crazy. yeah, I think like after what happened with Kyle, you would think these hoes would learn but apparently not and also that's the problem when you're not actually like an a-list like when you're not julia roberts or like somebody who lives in a fucking compound with all sorts of security if you're living in fucking the valley like i don't know where in the valley she lives but if you're living in your little lego house there you think that like no one's gonna come roll up in there and take your stuff like you have to be cautious about flaunting your stuff which is like the issue with these shows right it's like if they are flaunting like everything like i feel like in new york like sometimes people are wearing really nice stuff but they don't have labels on it so like a common thief isn't gonna know like they're worth robbing but if homegirl's wearing all of louis vuitton stamped all over her face you know what i mean they're gonna be like oh that's more obvious oh and they're nobody and they live in the valley yeah, like we know where she lives. She doesn't like, have we not all a bodyguard. Like they broke into Paris Hilton's house for crying out loud. Yeah. Those were teenagers broke into her house. Right. And she wasn't no even her stuff. You know, Idiot. hope that she's okay. Um, I mean, I feel very bad. Like items can be replaced, but it sucks. You know that this is perfect. That this is, sounds so bad. Pero we're gonna talk about it anyway. Um it's like so coincidental that like she was considered on the chopping block for next season and now she's been robbed. I'm like, mm, the timing, the timing. And I'm like, I'm waiting for her to have the Kim Kardashian storyline where she pretends that she like doesn't wear anything anymore. Yeah. And we'll be like Alicia Keys fake makeup free and then like not wearing diamonds for a season. And then she'll just go back to who she always was like two years later. Yeah. That's my suspicion interesting and then the wildest one of all is from a former housewife no longer active did you hear about yolanda hadid and her son-in-law zane this is wild (laughs) this is like getting updated wait okay i'm so excited i'm like sitting in my chair like well on my bed but i prep you um okay 
So we know that Yolanda, problematic former housewife of Beverly Hills, um, had a daughter named Gigi. Maybe you've heard of her. Who married this guy from this boy band, Zane. Maybe you've heard of him. Did she marry him? No, no. Excuse me. Sorry. In my culture, like if you have a baby with someone and you're with them. You're married. Yeah, you're married. We say that's your husband. Anywho, um, they have a child. And I guess like, I don't know if it was like an official police report or what, but like Yolanda started to intimate that like Zane hit her when they were having an argument, like struck her. And then he posted like one of those cryptic, vague, you know, politically correct statements on like his Instagram stories. That was like a family member of my my child's mother, like came to our home when she was out of town. And like, we had a discussion, but like nothing was like harmful was done. And like, I'd like to just handle this privately. And then I guess whatever she did, she did something where it was like more official, like either put out a statement or like, it came out publicly after he put that in, but then he had to issue an, an official statement that said, like, I have never struck Yolanda Hadid. Like, he had to say it by name to TMZ. Um, and then Gigi put out, like, a two-sentence statement that was just, like, please respect mine and my baby's privacy at this time. So Yolanda is being a little pot stirrer, stirring the witch's brew today. Not that I'm saying don't, like, don't believe women, but it's a mess and also Yolanda is a mess because all the little Zane stands came after her with like every clip of everything horrible she's ever said on Beverly Hills like when she was like body shaming Gigi and like you know promoting like unhealthy diets and like telling Spanish-speaking you know construction workers they have to learn English if they're going to be in America like every single thing we've witnessed her say like they were like roll the tape like they went onto Hulu really quickly and compiled everything. Oh my gosh. That there People ever was are... in the past like four hours. People have so much time on their hands. All this is alleged, by the way. This is just wow. things I've read on the internet. That's on Rihanna's juicy. internet. It was wild. And also I was shocked that like I saw it first because usually I'm at work and like, you know, zoned out and people will send me like 50 links about the same thing because they think they're the only person who talks to me about Bravo. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But I was first wow. on the scene, wow. twiddling my thumbs on Twitter. It just, stum- you just stumbled upon it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just- it was like a little hidden because like both of them are a little washed, you know, like we don't talk yeah. about Yolanda that much anymore. And we don't really talk about saying that much anymore, but like the stands were in there deep in the Twitter webs. I just don't get why people feel the need to mention things like that to Instagram. Like if someone struck me in the face, I would be way too concerned about like my actual things actually matter than going to Instagram to snitch like, oh my gosh, just this person struck me. Like, no, no, no. Like that's something that you handle personally. But yeah, well, I think it's like she's plans to file a police report. Yikes. Messy. Yikes. And also it makes me wish that she was like on the housewives right now so that we'd have to. Like, did Witness he, sh- it. Did and he then sh- I was also strike like- her hard? Because if not, then oh! how can she even prove that he hit her in the face? Like, is there a handprint? I have no idea. I mean, I have no Were idea. there cameras? <sighs> oh, gosh. And then, as people um, in your like, culture would say, adios mio. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was like a great reciting of my culture, <laughs> of my language. Oh, that's like, I was 
like some entertainment website was saying that like Netflix plans to unveil like blah, 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 all this Spanish programming. And all I could think was like, yeah, but like set in Spain and spoken by Spaniards. And I'm like, you're eliminating. Cause like, for first of all, that's not Latinx content. That's yeah, no. European content. Like they're not like doing content like in Central America and South America and the Caribbean and like incorporating all these different voices of Latin America, which I'm like not saying they have to do everybody, but like I hate that the focus on like the premiere content is either all on Spaniards or it's on other Latinx people doing drugs, like narcos. It's like, okay, there's like other stories to be told and they should be in Spanish and they should be like in the type of Spanish people speak. Yeah. That's an aside. Anywho, Yolanda and Zane, we wish you peace and uh, prosperity and, you know, repairs in the family. Because the child should not suffer. Yeah, that's a mess. Um, As Escala said, I'm speaking healing over your family. And disengaging. (laughs) And that's Meredith, yeah. We are now going to disengage from that chat. Um, Also, not that we're going to talk about, like, the reunion from Beverly Hills, really, but... I found it very interesting that like Andy was saying that like Paris and Nikki were disgusted quote end quote um, about Kathy being on the show at first. And she's like, but now they're okay with it. And I'm like, yeah, now they're okay with it. Cause they're all about to be on a reality show on Peacock about Paris's engagement. Right. Which to be fair, is going to be like not a real reality show. It's going to be like, we've staged all these clips and storylines. It'll be like a Kardashian S it's going to be like, it's gonna, it reminds me of like it's gonna be like did you ever watch the Tamara getting married spinoff Mm-mm. for OC? Was I the only one that dark? Mm-hmm. I guess so. Okay. Sorry. Well, here we are. I, I, I didn't have. That. Um, they did like have... they gave her a little three episode special for the her marriage, and um, they just like created all these fake like worrisome. Sorry guys, this worrisome storyline that wasn't real. But yes, those are your Bravo headlines for the week. Um, you know, spooky things happening everywhere. Glad I got you with that last one because it was. I know. So I was like, I feel like similar to me, you were probably working, so you weren't. Yeah, I've been so busy. Um, Also, not that we are probably going to talk about it or anything, but Portia's (laughs) spinoff, her uh, Portia Family Matters premieres at the end of November. Interesting. And she mentions her relationship with the... Gua, what's his name? Guadabia, Guad, I don't know what his name is. Whatever, the guy um, that like the other the, woman, the guy husband. that was her friend's husband. Yeah, or she says, wasn't, you know, whatever, whatever. So he's in it. Her baby daddy's in it. Like not the hot dog boy They're on like a family vacation or something. Yeah, the hot dog king or whatever. Which me and John almost got hot dogs from there the other day. Well, as long yeah, they have then. locations everywhere in Atlanta, but. Um, so I don't know what it tastes like, but you know, to be discussed in the future because we didn't <laughs> to be determined. We will find out yeah, we if didn't. I ever visit you in Atlanta. That's the first stop we're making. Uh, and then we're also going to buy that restaurant where, um, Nini leaks met Lindsay Lohan's daddy. Oh, <laughs> there. And we have to go to, Old <laughs> I want a proper peach tour here. It's overpriced and Nini sure. leaks the Lanethia lounge, <laughs> <gasps> the Lanethia lounge. Whenever I say that, I feel like I'm lisping. I don't know where the Lanethia Lounge is. I feel like, I think, well, Old Lady Gang is in, uh, is like downtown, I think, like, or That's Candy's place, right? Yeah. Where is, it's somewhere around there, I think. Don't quote me. Um, Anyone listening, I really don't care. Um, 
when I go there, I'll let, you know, I'll have confirmation, but I think it's around there. And then Lenithia's Lounge, I think that's, like, somewhere outside of the city. Okay. Not that it Make matters. It for us to go. Because it's not, like, somewhere I, I will frequent <laughs> or anything like that, but. Oh, yeah, it's in Duluth. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry to our Duluthites. No comment. <laughs> Alrighty. So happy we got that out of the way. Oh, you know why when you said Duluth, I made that. I was thinking there's a town in Minnesota called Duluth. That's like pretty popular, like up north. And I was like, oh, she's hitting on that. But I was thinking when you said Duluth, I was thinking of Decatur. And I was like, oh, I, didn't I love Decatur. Decatur. Decatur has become yeah, so gentrified. Like pretty though. popular. Yeah, Decatur has come, become so gentrified, um, which isn't a good thing. But it's, I mean, when I'm. We're it, making our stance on gentrification clear yeah, on the podcast, which I agree with. If you don't give back to the community um, and you're, you know, you're just rise, rising prices. However, there's so many bars and breweries and restaurants and stuff like in downtown yeah. Decatur. So me and John frequent there sometimes. Fair, fair. All right. So you ready to get into it? Yeah, I am. Wow. I'm ready. Oh, one more thing. Um, a friend texted me and they were like, Hey, I have a bachelorette question for you as you're more seasoned. Like it was something that I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh yeah, what is it? And they texted me back the question. And I thought they were talking about bachelorette, the TV show. They were just talking about bachelorette parties. And I went, wow, <laughs> I care I way too much. That stupid shit. I definitely thought you were also talking about the bachelorette because I've I'm caught up on Michelle's season. Oh, I haven't seen either. I just love her episode three yeah yeah i love her and i love the sticking men on out it. for it i'm only sticking out for her because she's pure but i think Joe. i'm good with the franchise i think i'm only gonna watch like bachelor in paradise moving on but mm. i love michelle so i'm trying to stick through it for her oh she's so great team she's Joe, so team nate. sweet nate is so cute nate is so fine joe is so fine and i just oh oh you just planted those seeds. And they're just tall but I do remember Michelle is he tall, was so she's got all these tall men on her season that are all like six five, six seven. I don't know how tall they are, but they look really gigantic because she's tall and I just swoon. And she's so like her frame is so nice and she's so toned and I'm just like God. And then she's it so makes nice. Me feel so much better about my my body because she's like long legged, long armed, like she's very lanky. Yeah. And she like but she looks good on TV still. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. like, look at her representing. Like, it's great. I love her. <laughs> Lanky gang. Lanky gang. Um, I truly almost cried the other day when I started the first episode while I was drinking coffee Um, at like her kids, like the kids in the classroom and like just the first episode, the intro package and then her parents. And I was just like, I was like, it's too early <laughs> for some <laughs> feelings to start crying. <laughs> feelings at six in the morning what the fuck is happening (laughs) who allowed the ducks to open what is this rain coming from my eyes i'm like there's a leak i can't figure (laughs) it out all right so potomac we're in the penultimate episode before the finale i'm ready to be done with it and that's the first time i've ever said that about potomac which makes me sad it seems like I think it was a lot of filler because like they want to focus on the finale, like whatever's happening, hopefully in the finale is good enough to last the hour because usually what they do is like when someone goes on the last trip, the last episode is the return from the trip, which we saw today or this week and the 
party in one, you know what I mean? And like, if there's a lot, they'll do like an hour 15, but they are making us sit through that whole hour that we sat through this week for next week's finale. So that shit better be good, but I'm sure it's going to be a lot of like Karen acting a mess with her vow renewal. So she better deliver. Yeah. And they did all of like the catch ups because, you know, they do that the last episode too, where it's like they just go house by house and they wrap up each story. story. Yawn, yawn, yawn. I think they did everyone but Robin pretty much. So I'm like, okay, hopefully you're right that the next episode is. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Oh, I've already already saw the preview of um, Raren, Karen and Ray kissing. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Lord, save me. So we open with like, they're still at the, or they get back from the boat and then they get ready for the bougie crab boil. And I was sad because also crab boils are having a moment. Like one, it's like common to our region. So it's not weird that they're doing crab boils, but I feel like people in other parts of the country are trying to make crab boils a thing or like the restaurants or something. And that needs to stop. Um, Can I be honest? As good as where it is. Can I be honest? I'm not that into a crab boil. Same. Like, it's just too much work. I love seafood, but I don't like a crab boil. It's so much work to and make then, a mess. Yeah, and then by the time I'm done cracking them open, I don't even, I'm not even hungry anymore. Like, I just oh, I spent know. all this time cracking these crabs open. All that seasoning, like, my lips are thinner, so they, like, get dry on the ends here and start to burn. You know, when you get, like, that much friction from too much salt. And so it's just not pleasant. And I don't... I like corn, but I don't like corn with seafood. So there's another thing. See, I don't so, mind it. I just have to be, I have to be in the mood for a crab boil. And I don't like it very often. Like mm-hmm. I can do it like once or twice a year and be like, all right, good. Like I can do it like once every two years to be honest. Yeah. Like it's just not always for me. Crapping crabs yeah. open is just not, did I say crapping crabs? Cracking no, you said crab- cracking. You said cracking. Okay. Cracking crabs <laughs> open just isn't pleasant to me. It's too much work. And then I'm exhausted well, and have carpal tunnel. Did you ever go to like those Chinese buffets when you were a kid where they would have mm-hmm. the crab legs? I would be lit. One time I cracked one open and the meat flew out and hit my grandma in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoops, I'm a little fatty. Oh my gosh. Now I want a Chinese buffet. So excited. Ugh. That was my white grandma too. You know, she didn't make any comments. She was just like, oh, okay. Be careful, Ruby. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> Loves ya, but I love these crab legs more. Oh my god! Like literally the epitome of like America and obesity. The amount I used to eat at those fucking Chinese buffets. Oh my gosh! Now I want. One. I'm thinking of like one in Newport News that was so good that I went to for like probably seven years. Yeah. All the different chicken, the rice. Never touch those everything. vegetables. <laughs> and then always the crab legs. <laughs> what is a vegetable okay so they did that it looked very nice the spread and actually maybe i would attend this kind of crab boil because everything was separate and just serve yourself but i don't think that was like the proper experience like they should have really done it if they were going to do it especially considering we're in maryland but also them doing a close-up on the salad i died i'm like these producers just they really like they i wonder it's like for my work, we're having a conference for like all these different sites across the country and some international ones. They come here and we make sure everyone gets trained on doing everything the same mm-hmm. way so that everybody's work is reproducible. And I'm like, do they do like a convention like that with like all the production companies for Bravo? Because Bravo is really working like the split screen this year. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that, but like 
watch what happens live. We have a split screen, the reunions, we have a split screen. If someone gets into a fight now on a show, we get a split screen. Like they have that thin little white cream colored line now. Yeah. They're just working it. These Bravo Um, producers and the zooming and everyone's doing flashbacks now using the evidence. Like they have been trained at their own Bravo internal convention. I'm so proud. G had to go inside. It reminded me of my uncle who's like the same age as G when he came for our family vacation and like he needed to tap out sometimes. And I was like, you need to go, like go to sleep, take a nap, take a load off. You can't be here with the young folk. G was calm. G was like, I am ready to go home. He was really done. And then Ashley like literally got straight into the mess and was like, so Eddie, have you spoken to your mom? <laughs> like something like, like Ashley that is all so season. messy. The she way that, that baby just like calmly, no like she has her little blanket, she's eating something. Like G went inside because this was before the Alzheimer's fight. Mm-hmm. Like she just turned and looked up at. They were talking about anything else, and she was just like, "So Eddie, have you talked to your mom lately?" And I'm just like, Ashley. I thought what? Wendy was gonna be pissed, but they were actually open. That like, was actual. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was nice yeah. to hear like they were doing okay and stuff. But that was wild. And maybe, you know, like we always see those never before seen episodes now where they show us that there's contact. So maybe there was, and we just don't know it because we don't have time to watch all of those episodes. They just want to make Ashley seem messy. She dropped the baby. They really do. I bet you that, you know, like there's always storylines that they don't get to cover in full. And so I bet you that's what it was. And then um, (laughs) I I wrote, India's going to love Ascala speaking, healing over the family. I, I was like, that's some, that's some shit India's going to fall an for. Oscillator. I'm an oscillator. The oscillators are rising. And then, um, I don't know. Oh, and then G comes back out. Like he's taken his nap and Ashley's like demanding an apology for him, from him for like making fun of her on the bus. Like calm down, Ashley. You're on a bus ride. He's I just not a big deal. Like he was yeah. literally just joking with you. Like, it was so minute that he didn't even remember it happened. Yeah. And then she was like, do you have amnesia? And he's like, no. And she's like, do you have Alzheimer's? And then that became the little moment. And then Mia couldn't pronounce Alzheimer's. So then it was kind of like a little bit rude, like kind of a classist moment where Ashley and Scott were like, or Alzheimer's, if you ask Mia. And I'm like, (laughs) bad look, bad look, bad look. I feel like, but I feel like a lot of black people say Alzheimer's, just like we say library. Like there are just certain words and like the black culture where no one says it right. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, that's like a random thing to like get a little, but Mia didn't let her get her because then she was like, where's your husband? And mm-hmm. after to think about it before she said with my kids, she looked away and thought and then said, taking care of our children. And Mia was like, are you sure? Oof. I was like, oh. I was like, flames, flames, pew, pew, pew. I was like, Kevin Hart in that stand up when he's like, light fire up the bitches. Like, I was like, go, go, go. Ashley was using a BB gun and Mia brought out the AK 47s. She really did. She said, Oh, you want to play this little game? And she didn't Child. even say that much. Just, Oh, is he? Where, where's your husband? Mm-hmm. Is this a couple strip? Where is he? And all she said was, Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> that set it off. And fucking Candace, who we were a little tiffed with these past couple of weeks. I love when she was like, I was just eating my potatoes and corn watching the tennis match. Candace saving grace is that everybody else is just as messy. Yeah. 
And then Candace I, just goes overboard, and that's when it, you know, it just becomes too much. If she handled things like Mia, it would be like, oh, oh Candace yeah. is great. She has great one-liners, like whatever. But then Candace just goes, Wah! the Sagittarius jumps out. Yeah, because I got some Sagittarian friends. Y'all know who you are, and you're super cute till you're not. Yeah, definitely. And then I'm like, why do I love you? Because <laughs> you're yeah. a problem. That's what Chris probably thinks too. Um, I think we've talked about this before, but like, I have a theory that the reason Michael's not in anything is like, there had to be like, I mean, especially with like the Me Too era, like the kind of things we accept in our society nowadays, like when Michael was proven to, or like they settled out of court, right? Um, when Michael was accused of like assaulting production members several times, like, these people are like, well, this isn't fair that I don't feel safe coming to work because you guys choose to continue paying a man who harasses us. Right. And I feel like the medium ground was like, okay, he's only ever going to film scenes with just like Ashley's solo storyline as little as possible, but just enough so he doesn't seem absentee Mm -hmm. and then we'll let him show up to the finale party. Right. But he can't go on all the trips and he can't do this, that, and the other. I think that was probably, that's my theory. I I mean I think that that might be accurate because there's no way that Michael is purposefully missing this stuff. No, he's a messy bitch. He loves this. He loves the limelight. And then in the midst of all that drama, Wendy and Eddie are setting up Miss Karen into a fucking wooden cake because Ray said he wanted a woman to jump out of a cake, and but- she did. I'm and just like, was, but you could see her feet under. Her. So I'm like, why oh, didn't yes. they tell Ray to go in the it house? Was, so then Ray didn't even know what was happening because he knew. But Ray's so, you know, he's up in the years where he probably wasn't paying as close attention as we were. True. And it was dark out. You know, we, we just get to see because of the editing. Giselle describing <laughs> how Karen should be naked with whipped cream on her boobs. And then the immediate regret on her face <laughs> as she processed what she said. I have been there and I fucking lost it. Hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, that's karma. It's like, if you're going to make fun of someone and then you have to picture the nastiness that you just described, that's what happens, sweetheart. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And so then they talk about um, the producers ask Wendy how she rates her hosting skills. And she says 10. Robin says, I think three or something. Like she says something low. She probably said negative three, actually. I think is what she said. Yeah. How would you rate her hosting skills, India? I was I wrote that too. Um I'm gonna give it a six. That's what I thought. Oh my gosh, we're twinsies. I think me and Ruby could go on a trip and completely have a good time because we have such like yeah, we have similar habits. We yeah. like certain activities, but we also like our quiet time. Exactly. And I would rate her a six because she they didn't have a chef that constantly made sure that they had food. They had to make their mm-hmm. own food, which I think is ghetto. Um, <laughs> I think that like... Go off, India. I, th- not considering everyone having their own like bathroom, like Giselle and Robin having their own room and then also not having their own bathroom and her not really caring to accommodate is also a problem. Um, I think those are like the really major things. Like, I don't think that necessarily needed like someone to like park cars and all of that. That would have been extra. But I think that those two things can really make or break a yeah. group trip, especially a couple's trip with bougie people like you've got to accommodate 
you got to well, accommodate. I think I also said a six. I think it's because one, she didn't, she didn't ensure like that everybody would be taken care of because she claimed like, oh, well, we didn't know if Giselle and Robin were going, but you booked the place or right. but you, Wendy, but we know it was probably production. Like you didn't really assure like, hey, let's figure this out. Um, and you also complained when people chose to, like when you plan a trip with that many people, you need to respect people wanting to do different things. So not being accommodating to all of her guests, uh, I think was a tick off or point off, whatever you want to call it. The food situation, um, like just seemed really limited. Like we said, you know, like they had to cook a lot. I get that it's COVID, but I would have, like you said, also just had a chef provided that like because by that point like Beverly Hills filmed in the fall when like we didn't have vaccines this one filmed like early spring when we were already like a lot of people were vaccinated and we're like right before we were able to be like unmasked and stuff for a time and so I feel like there were probably allowances to have catering and like just have everybody like masked and shielded like Ebony and Leah had makeup artists coming for them in like deep in the pandemic exactly when that wasn't fucking necessary exactly like, that's why i'm like they could have had a chef they could have had someone come and cook breakfast yeah or just like lunch. Pre- or deliver pre-prepared stuff yeah because like, waffle house, house even ordered. yes and that would have been iconic if waffle had said catered breakfast but like also and then the activities like i feel like she didn't really have a lot of activities besides the alcohol yeah and i was like we needed like that newlywed game that karen did or we need like the fake dance contest like they did at like one of those girls trips they had like right. just come up with some dumb shit wendy's lazy as i'll get into later but not lazy because everyone's gonna come and be like well she has four degrees and three children and it's professor. not lazy but like thoughtful you know what i mean yeah. i always get trusted to think of this stuff and then i don't think the the activities were that great either because like the boat was huge, but that's like, not like a yacht. That's just like one of those tour boats right. that like, when you like the cruise boats. around. Yeah. Yeah. And that food also looked bleh. like it was just charcuterie on crack. And, you know, I love to make a charcuterie, but mix it up, you know? So I definitely give her a six because yeah. overall she was nice and there were nice things, but we could have elevated a little bit, Wendy. Mm-hmm. And you definitely like, she definitely was not. like super great with the guests so she can calm down and then finally um I love that G told Mia that he didn't have to defend her defend him and she said I'm not defending you I'm defending all people with Alzheimer's (laughs) when she (laughs) Ruby froze (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me at least? Yeah. We were just laughing right. though, so it's okay. Oh, there it goes. My internet connection is unstable. I love that it always tells me at like 10 seconds after something fucks up. It's like, yeah, we know. Um, anywho, they all return from the trip and we get the invitations to Karen and Ray's vow renewal. Karen had warned the ladies that they should be outside when they received them. Not everyone listened. <clears throat> Robin. Um, and that was a fucking mess because, uh, I don't want to speak for your culture, India, but I feel like black people don't want things with live animals in them. Um, not when, I mean, not the, butterfly, the butterfly idea could have been cute, but not in a box. Like, 
Because then they are pulling out dead ones. They were howling. They were like not here for the live insects no. flying. That's not the kind of surprise. I think I was want. weak at um, Giselle and her daughter opening them because they were making that noise like, <laughs> like I don't know, it was that weird yes. like, Ugh, like terrifying yeah. noise. <laughs> and then she's like, the daughter's like, oh my gosh, they're dead. And you just see like dead I ones on the ground. I was like, her adore. I love adore. I adore adore. Um, or butterflies. Uh, or moths, as many people identified they probably were. And I have a feeling that they were right because yeah. they looked raggedy. I liked the, the concept, but we should not have put live ones in there and trapped them. That's uh, animal cruelty and PETA will be calling, Karen. So enjoy. <laughs> yeah, they should have <laughs> been like open, like air box, like holes in the box like yes. there were butterflies in a box or you could have just decorated inside the box like artificial butterflies like flying out like if because it was like a 3d box right. or whatever so you could open it you could have had them like cascading up from the bottom of the box towards the top you know like in a little motion i'm or she could have done one of those like, air, like yes. not cake holders but one of those like things like where you can like butterflies in like a little terrarium or something and like deliver that so then it's like oh and then it's like you know release the butterflies and it could have been you know it just poorly executed but you know karen's so some people were like what butterflies and then they just like tossed a bunch from like yeah pet smart in there <laughs> just shut the box i was also weak because at... that whole venue is like for free because they're giving me attention. i was also weak at robin's husband being like um he was like i do not do insects I do not do it. I'm telling you, I feel like culture is not here for the insects being in the boxes. No, 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 no. I would have said the same thing about Puerto Rican people, but like there's salamanders everywhere and we're fine. So, but we still wouldn't want to find that in a box. No, the only, the only animals, I mean, if I open a box and somebody put a little iguana in there, I'd vomit. Yeah, no, the only insects that I tolerate are butterflies. I love butterflies and ladybugs. Everything else is like, I don't mind them. Like I'm one of those people who like, if I stick a little spider crawling in my house, like I'll let it be because I'm sure it has a, you know, ecological function. And um, it's, it's busy as going somewhere. It's got places to be. Yeah. But like, it doesn't mean I want to open a box and be surprised by a spider. Yeah. No. Along with the butterflies this and then the dead thing. ones that's traumatizing. Not here for it. Then we have, it go like, they were all doing, like, their little invitation check-in. And when Gordon and Mia opened theirs, they're, like, they're, like, cool, there were butterflies. They close it, kill the rest of them. And then they start talking about how they're in a fight with Mia's mom, basically. Because Mia's mom was watching her kids a little extra because they did, like, an anniversary dinner when they came back. And then she was, like, kind of melting down and kept calling Mia to ask what they should eat for dinner. I feel like I'm siding with Mia's mom. I am too. Because if someone gets overwhelmed, that's not like you can be internally annoyed and like stay like, oh my gosh. You know how like someone calls you and you're like, oh my God, they're so fucking annoying. And then you're like, yeah. hello? It could have been <laughs> as easy as that, you know? And being like, okay, mom, it's okay. Like, you know, like breathe. Like, what's going on? Okay, I'm going to order a pizza to the house. Like, no worries. Like, it should mm -hmm. be there in 30 minutes. 
and I'll be yeah, home. And she's also if, doing you a favor. Yeah. And or if it's like, hey, you need me to come home, I'm I'm coming home. But they really like took it, you know, and like I think that's probably, you know, because we don't get the background of why the dynamics between parents and their kids and how Mia says, mm-hmm. like, I'm not as close with my mom. She's close with my sister. Her sister probably manages the mom a lot better than you do. Like, maybe she's more sensitive and catering to, like, her mom's needs than you are. Not to be fun, you oh, know, yeah. not to j- shame or anything like that, but it's just really at that moment take, having a come-to-Jesus moment with yourself and saying, like, okay, what could I have done differently? And also, like, if you want to treat your mom like the help, then hire somebody you're not related to because you can't be hiring family like that. Yeah, no. And also, like, after seeing G's behavior, I could also believe him, like, being pissed because he just doesn't want to deal, like, you know, like, kind of in an entitled way. Right. Like, getting home and, like, reaming her ass apart, too. And G and her mom are probably close in age, too. Mm-hmm. So that's a weird dynamic. So I'm, like, definitely on the mom's side because I'm, like, if you have this much issue with her, then don't entrust her in the first place or also don't like come like grill her the first time that she has like an issue with stuff. Because also like the woman's an addict, they're going to have certain behaviors that you need to be sensitive to as well. So like if you, we understand like that this person abandoned you and like caused you a lot of trauma, but like if you're trying to invite them back into your life, you need to be cooperative and like meet that person in the middle. Right. And like, if you just wanted to get dicked down, then get like an official professional babysitter and go do that over there yeah because it reminds me like are you watching man pump rules yeah remind you of sheena brock and the mom yeah because like you can have like and again culture this is very common where i'm from is like people will have their family members take care of kids and now like in today's society because life is expensive they'll give your family like they'll give our family member like their family members money to do it but they're going to have like a different relationship about it and it makes it complicated like it doesn't always work out to do that because the person who is paying the money has like the brock or gordon mentality half of like well you're my employee because i'm paying you so like you need to like do your job correctly but then the person that's doing it is like i'm your family member who's also doing you this favor because i'm saving you a ton of money from having to get professional stuff so you should be understanding if i need more exceptions Mm -hmm. so either way there's going to be that complication i really didn't like the way brock talked about sheena's mom because i was like again talk about my mom like that i will fuck you up and so not acceptable yeah no that wasn't i hate him um and gordon is giving me that energy too and i think mia kind of feels that way about her mom a little too because she's resentful of that dynamic with the sister and the mom or she's like well you're my employee like and she's deferential to gordon because gordon is her benefactor as miss dillard mrs dillard bassett would say right so she's not about to lose her bag so she has to side with that person that less vicious person who licks Mm -hmm. his lips at women disgusting so that was awkward glad we're on the same page um, got Giselle with the kids. Um, I love all the Brian in which the girl said that they have trouble talking to her because she's not very emotional. And she's also like, she and Jamal like haven't set a good, they haven't, they didn't even say, was it good or bad? But they just said like, we really never saw you as a married couple. So we don't know what that kind of like healthy bond looks like. Right. Which is true and is sad. 
you know, like if Giselle's already a reserved person and then ha- had her kids go through all this trauma, like they're going to be doubly, you know, walls right. open and stuff and like it's that. Such an important conversation, you know, yeah. because I feel like a lot of I feel I feel like a lot of baby boomers is Giselle considered a baby boomer? No, she's like Gen X. Gen X. A lot of baby boomers in Gen X, like they now she goes home together and she's like, oh, it's not a baby boomer. Then I've decided both generations. Yeah, they're just going together. They don't have. They didn't receive like that emotional love from their parents. Anyone before they were a millennial. Yeah, (laughs) they didn't receive that emotional love for their parents. So it's hard if they've never really tackled that. Then they find it difficult to have that type of emotional availability for their children and then us millennials who have suffered not having emotionally available parents are now like oh like we're gonna do better we're the do better generation yeah there's definitely a lot of that i was gonna say like for as many emotionally unavailable parents as people have there's also like the parents who like went the opposite way Mm -hmm. because like my parents i think are like at the end of baby boomer and those mofos i've told you all the time have hella feelings and like my and like they, I think, responded to their parents being that way. Like all, both of them, all four of my grandparents were a bit like that um, as parents, not as grandparents. Like obviously, you know, that dynamic changes, but as parents, they were kind of limited. And so my parents like overcompensated and loved me too much. And now I'm like, oh, let me be alone forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot to take in. <laughs> Like, God forbid I'd be too loved. <laughs> but, um, but I remember like my mom always said that, like she always wanted to overcompensate because like she knew her parents loved her and she was like deeply close to them, but they just didn't express it all the time in the same way at first, yeah. like when she was young, yeah, although she was the baby of the family. So they like loved her plenty. It's fine. But yeah, I really like that the kids have honest conversations with her and also like it's so clear that she's a Virgo because the kids have to be like as harsh as possible to get the message across to her, yeah. which is again, my mom is also a Virgo. So I have to do that because like they won't respond with, to honey. You have to use vinegar. So when they were like, you're an emotional vampire and this is 50 years of struggle. I was like, oof. I feel like yikes, that's yikes. Yeah. I think like, could- like it's harsh, but like that's the type of personality you have to be harsh with. Right. Um, I think we can wrap up the Giselle therapy with that conversation. I don't even think, yeah, we need to talk about it. She went to therapy. Yeah. To, the to end. The same shit. Yeah. I was literally about to say, we also don't really need to talk about Ashley in therapy because we'll just talk about her seduction attempt later. Yeah. Um, but Ashley had to sit in therapy and realize in real time that there's other facets to relationship besides sex. That was a wild. Also. Moment. Her saying that the weekend took a lot out of her out of her peace bubble. I'm like, bitch, you're the one who started the fights. What do you mean? <laughs> She's a Gemini. <laughs> the weekend took you out of your peace bubble, bitch. You started all the fights. <laughs> you took yourself. You jumped. You popped your own peace bubble. Exactly. <laughs> you had the needle. <laughs> At first, motherfucker. She's a mess. And then respectfully i don't feel like getting to wendy's scene because all it was was um us finding out that eddie did all of this for her which pissed me off because yeah. i'm like you lazy bitch again yeah, she's not I wrote, lazy. She's not bitch. Eddie did, but i said oh eddie doing all the logistics for her business that's all i wrote because i don't but i'm like she clearly learned nothing you know what i mean like 
Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not proud of her for being like, I want to make a candle. And then her husband did everything for her. That and I'm just like, why would you think that a photo shoot is the right opportunity to have this conversation with your mom about her not supporting yet? I would never. And I know they were around like their culture. And so they're like, maybe they knew each other and they were close family Mm -hmm. friends or whatever, whatever. But I still never, I still would never do that to my mom and like just out her. Yeah, put her on blast in front of Miss Company. Hell no. That was not, she wants. I would have been just like her mom. I'm calling an Uber. Breaking times. Yeah. I would have been her mom and I said, this is clown activity. I'm exiting stage left. Yeah. I'm sick of this. Wow. So much I have to say about Ashley seducing her husband at the Watergate Hotel. Where do I begin? Not Michael previously owning the Watergate Hotel. I know that was some kind of fetish. Yeah. Um, And then let's analyze this. I get that she's a mother of two. I get that she's busy filming a childhood show, but you are going to schedule a seduction and you're not going to do your hair to go with that dress or put on a wig at least. I forget what was her hair looking like. It was literally like my hair looks right now. It was like slicked back in a bun. Oh yeah. Like this. And then you're in a leopard dress and she has that tiny head. So like it looked like I know curly hair is a task, but yeah. If we're she could have been on a wig. That, she wore wigs for yeah. those. I mean, she wore bad wigs for her confessionals when but she it, she could have just, you know, just put some mousse in it. You something. Know, when, I, when I don't feel like doing my hair, just put some mousse in it or something. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And I acknowledge and respect, like, again, the effort for black hair. But like, you knew you were going to do this. So, like you could have mm-hmm. gone to a salon days ago. Mm-hmm. and had them do it Be ready for this moment and breastfeeding dean yeah, while you were there or Diller, dylan not dean dylan <laughs> wear a wig and then so she didn't do her hair she arrived she when he arrived she went to the door and again like a slinky leopard dress and a corona in her hand so romantic can we just do a martini like pour the corona into the martini glass like Make it look fancier. I said Coronas are not sexy. (laughs) She stayed in the heels for five seconds. And then when like the room service arrived, she was in again, the leopard dress and slides. Like she's wearing those like bulky white slides. And I was like, this is so ugly. Like it looks like you, like she would have looked better seducing him in a bathrobe because at least her hair is already pulled back and she's in slides. Right. The dress really like fucked it all up for her. And I liked the dress. I actually liked the dress. I liked it. It She, She didn't. She just, the execution was just not terrible. And then they ate their food out of the boxes, which I felt a certain way about. Like, can we plate them? I'm sorry. I'm a Libra. You know, I like indulgence, presentation, aesthetic. I'm a Taurus rising. I'm all about Like refined. Come on. Stop being such a tacky little broad. And then they were chasing the Corona. I mean, chasing the cheesecake with Corona. I truly almost threw up. (laughs) I'm like, that cannot taste good together. <laughs> I've never been to like a meal where there was a wine pairing or a beverage pairing. And they I were like, actually, I literally mentioned these. I literally said for the beginning, of course, she greets them with a Corona. And then I said, Coronas are not sexy. Like, stop with the Coronas. Stop Corona. Supremacy. Enough. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Armstrong, enough. Like, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Heather DeBro, we're done. <laughs> My house. Can't wait for that asshole to be back. Yeah. And he definitely had zero interest in being there. I don't think he even knew that's why he was coming. I'm sure she was like, hey, Michael, you need to sign this paperwork. And he showed up. <laughs> he was like, oh, a date. And he just like was like, 
you're so sexy. Like everything was so robotic. And then Ashley, again, being messy and like trying to, you know, pay the bills was like, yeah, we had this couple's trip and I didn't get to sleep because I was fighting with G and blah, blah, blah. And then they said like, they're gonna have the party. And Michael mentioned Juan's name, like no less than 73 times in a 30 second span. And Ashley was visibly uncomfortable. And he was being pure. It was not like, he wasn't winking to the camera like, oh, I know this is a joke. And the producers really did her a favor by implying that it's a bromance as if it were two-sided. Yeah. But then the flashbacks of them at the reunion and and Robin admitting that he said that he wanted to (laughs) suck his dick. I screamed i think i looked at the i looked over like jim in the office like hmm all right <laughs> there is a no the one that, the one that fucked me up was um from the finale i think it was last year yeah it was last year where he and one are toasting to the engagement and he's like a bachelor party in vegas and then he goes <laughs> like oh, yeah. giving sanderson <laughs> sister realness with that cackle just you and me i was just like <laughs> Just you and me, Juan. And then like clinked the glasses and he's like, <laughs> I was like, this is fucking scary. Cause he just had like bloodshot eyes. And I was like, oh my God, you are truly like inside out. Like you're so pink. And so, yeah. And then she quote seduced him. Um, it was giving 90 day fiance. And ill, like, like noises I didn't want to hear when he went to the bathroom. She's like, oh, I'll be here when you're done. I'm like, when he said, look at all the buttons on the toilet, I was, <laughs> I was like, we're good. Yeah. I can't be here. All right. Potomac finale next week. Again, first season where I'm kind of okay with it finishing. Like it felt a little dragged out. Yeah. I like it when they do shorter seasons with more content than like trying to meet the 21 episode or 18 episode plus the reunion um yeah i'm ready i'm ready for the finale i don't know what really could be brought up that that much of the reunion because nothing like absolutely serious has happened this season compared to other seasons like it could be other seasons it was always like some type of extra drama the season has been kind of dry like still entertaining but yeah there's rehash and rehash and rehash like in a really extreme way just dry Um, compared I'm trying to think. I don't know what I'm trying to think of. So (laughs) (laughs) I swear I had a thought and then it just like truly left me like one of those butterflies that died in Karen's. (laughs) I was and then I was down. (laughs) So here we are. All right. Salt Lake City. Um, I was a little concerned last week, but now we've got the ball rolling, the, yes. the avalanche, the snowball rolling into an avalanche. I'm ready. I'm ready for the messiness. We had a lot of little moments. I think it like served them well that they are doing, like I said, like the two or three people per scene mm-hmm. and then doing group scenes because the production got so focused on like so many of the other franchises, like group, 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 but you can't develop drama if you're making the group all do stuff all the time right. together. The drama is when people get to choose who they click with and then like uninclude somebody else who thought that they were a part of that. Right. And so Salt Lake City is kind of working that. We have um, like the quick little, you know, interesting where they're catching everyone up. And the only thing I took from it was like Lisa doing her fast food shtick with Henry. 
And she's like, I love fast food because everybody made me eat healthy as a child. That's me. But I still eat healthy. But my mom was the one to give me carob chips and fruit leather. Mm. Like she went through a phase of like, Not no leather. nothing. Like we organic everything. I mean, she still does that and she still eats carob chips and I still eat fruit leather. But mm. I also. <laughs> Yikes. And you yeah. look like John. John is like. <laughs> bad food isn't meant to be organic and i'm like well like i'll come home with chips that are organic and he's like okay oh that's fine these. no he refuses yeah i'm like in the middle so like as a child like didn't eat uber healthy and then my mom decided like health was wealth when i was like in middle to high school and so it's just like a lot for me to process and then i discovered i had food allergies when i was like 25 which i'm still like working on what well, are you allergic to Wheat, peanut, and sesame. Wow. Yeah. It's probably why my face what is What do you eat? Red. Well, wheat. Like, doesn't everything, don't a lot of things have wheat? No? It's pretty easy. It's like, wheat is gluten. Like, gluten is yeah. wheat. Gluten is actually more encompassing. Gluten is like wheat, rye, and barley. Yeah. If I were to eat something with just barley and rye, I guess I could. But, um, but wheat is like fine. I honestly just use like substitutes for everything. So it's just like GF bread, G like anything that's gluten-free is usually what I get. Yeah. It's like the same difference. Um, that one's like, honestly, not as hard as like, I feel like peanut isn't a lot of things low key that I like. So like certain Asian foods, um, candy bars, like certain things like that. Yeah. So that, that one's actually trickier. And then sesame is good to know. Cause I also eat a lot of Asian cuisine. So. I just have to like either make stuff myself and like substitute or suffer. Yeah. But I'm always like, do you have, do, you don't have, like, do you, you don't have like death allergies. It's like, no, not right now. It's like all digestive. Like it does the way to your like stomach lining. So like it causes cumulative stuff. So like I try to explain to people, cause it also like, I have other chronic health stuff, which, you know, and I have to like eat fairly like anti-inflammatory for that. And so the issue is, is like, you know how they say like, you can't outrun a bad diet. Like if I eat something that I'm allergic to or like something inflammatory, it's not like if I do a, a yoga session, like all is well, like that's still like has been in your body and like right. exposed it and like caused that irritation. So the doctor said like the worst one is the peanut allergy. It's like, that's one that could become eventually anaphylactic. If, if I were to like keep agitating that consistently, right. then that could be the kind like, oh, your throat closes up the wheat is like, I'll get like rashes on my arms or like inflame my rosacea or like mess up my digestion. Like I've done the thing where like, I'll ignore it for like three days and be like, I'm eating whatever I want. I'm on vacation. And then I'm like in the bathroom forever. And it's like the exorcist. Oh yeah. I um, mean, that happens to me with too much junk food. Like if I eat too much junk food or like too much dairy, like if I eat too much cheese, my yeah. stomach is like yeah bitch you tried it or if i eat beef or like something that i haven't eaten in like years my i'll get rashes or like my eczema will start acting up so i guess it's the same thing <sighs> and loving anyway. y'all needs to be done yeah okay i was like what we're even talking about <laughs> lisa then we go on to jenny's date night which is a date night I would like with this um, future husband that you're manifesting for me is the oysters. oysters. Yeah. I love oysters. Had Mm -hmm. some last weekend. They're gluten-free and peanut-free and sesame-free. 
they're from the ocean and they're delicious um they're amazing I was like the only thing I would do different because I don't really drink martinis is like even though it doesn't pair well I would get red wine because I love my red wine so I'd have like a little pinot noir since it's the lightest bodied to love of pinot have with my food and we're back to the same discussion the fucking baby and the sister wife I'm fucking over it um it feels staged at this point because they're never moving forward in the conversation and it feels like, I mean, it feels staged so on one end and then it feels sad on the other because they both end up crying and the crying is so genuine. And it's just like, dude, that what you really need, but yeah. it's like what you really need is therapy. Like what Jenny said, like yes. therapy, because when you keep saying, part. like he just kept saying, like, I have this feeling of emptiness and like nothing fills it. And it's like the emptiness that you feel is where you need therapy, dude. Like. Exactly. You need another baby. And like we were talking therapy. about men and like relationships, like he needs to work on himself. Yeah. He doesn't need to just like, cause what he's doing is like my issue is that he's fulfilling a selfish need over valuing his partner. Yeah. Like he keeps saying that he doesn't not value her, but by saying like I, in his interview and he's like, and everyone's happy because they have a big family. It's like, but that's just your goal. That is not your wife's goal. And you have to find some understanding in and there. are they happy like do you well do you that's know? what i'm it's like, like are we happy? on this oh you're talking about the right people like, the big everyone, they're not happy at all all polygamists are happy i'm sorry i can never be happy sharing Hell with no. a man unless i was also able to be with other other men like are, are we both sharing i don't know where people have the time or capacity when people talk about open relationships yeah i'm just like what i'm already busy and you always like someone more like in every polygamous relationship there's always a at least from what i've seen there's always a head wife so like and you know what i mean and then there's always these yeah. other wives that are trailing behind well, them and then like, you end up he ends up with one wife and he's like oh well actually i like this wife better so and then spending time with her and then that becomes a whole like i think i, I watched I a polygamy special too. I just want somebody to convince me and maybe they're out there. I want someone to convince me how this isn't just like low key sex work because you're not putting in any time emotionally with people enough plus working because usually these men work crazy hours, like they have high powered jobs. So you have seven days a week, you have four milkmaids as Candace would say, and then you have to do what, like three days with the head bitch one day, one day, one day, like, how are you fostering a relationship besides banging and eating meals with your children? Do you know what I mean? Like max. Okay. If they have one day together, you have to work for at least eight. You know, those men work for like 12, they're sleeping for eight. And then you have four hours. What are you doing with those four hours? It just makes Start banging it out in two hours with your kids. How is that more than just sex work? Yeah. No, it makes no sense to me. With all two, allegedly. I'm just like throwing in all the phrases. Every polygamous like a documentary I've seen is all tr- tr- uh, problematic and it never really ends well. So no, That's my and it's, like, on it's just advantageous to the man, never and, to the women. As Jenny said, probably have to because they need to like get by. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm they probably don't want to be that. No I almost was like until the hey, end Barney. when they were both crying and they were talking about therapy. I was just like, is she one of these housewives who's going on the show in order to get divorced? Yeah. Because at first I didn't suspect that just because I love 
their daughter so much, but that just because I like the kid doesn't mean that they're not in a problematic partnership. I think that they're in a solid partnership and I, but I think that he says things that it's inconsiderate to her because she's really pushing this. And it's like, and I feel like maybe, I feel like on one end that she was offended, A, that he asked, but also that he mentioned it on television because she knows that his grandpa has multiple wives. She probably knows like before they even got married, his stance on it. But the fact that he had the audacity to come out of his album and okay, mention okay. it on TV, she was probably like, what the fuck do we mm-hmm. like really got it. Got it. So it's probably well, a mixture that because she brought up the miscarriages and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I didn't know we we're going to go there. Then we have, so they kind of like leave things unresolved there. And then we have Meredith and Seth having dinner. Seth grosses me out so much. He's just so gross with that every mother he- nature's cleavage. He's just he sexualizes like, everything, and I just cannot. He's just one of those creepy boys club like old school men. Like I can see how he got rich because he's just like with all those men who are like saying just like homophobic, sexist slurs like all the time. You know what I mean? Those guys who like think they're just like hard because they just say things like "ha, you little bleep sucker." You know what I mean? Like they're just rude as fuck. And he's like hey you look and it'd be one thing like if he was complimentary to her in like a suave suggestive way but he's just like oh you look so professional and so hot and like hot as fuck right like pick other words and be eloquent you creepy little creep clearly it's rubbing off on me because i'm not eloquent right now and then he was like ordering drinks and doing like the bill cosby joke of like makes the lock easier to take off I'm like, ugh, if you need to get your wife drunk to fuck you, y'all should go back to the discernment therapy. Also, discernment therapy was such a rich person thing to do. When she's like, they have to discern if your marriage is worth it or not. Like, bitch, if you need somebody else to tell you that, again, part ways. Move on. I'm done with Yeah, and then he was like, oh, the house has to have Mother Nature's cleavage so I can motorboat it every morning. Like, what? Done, done. I think it's almost to the point where, like, he must be asexual. Like, he's trying to prove a point so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just Because it seemed like when they were separated, she was fucking men and he wasn't fucking anybody last season. So I feel like she was texting that person, that one person that she wouldn't, like, let him see her phone, but... So I feel like that meant more like she was out, you know, stepping out and he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like he just, it's like when we talk about like the people who talk about sex too much, aren't having sex. Heather. Oh, we'll get to her. But yes, that's the, like at this point, like I'm realizing in real time, like maybe that's what's going on with him. Cause it's just so aggressive and so lewd. And like, Hey, we all like dirty talk, but not like just, saying weird lecherous things to your wife on camera enough is enough no moving on um didn't need a one-year-old baby party all those babies were not cute Mm -mm. i don't know if we should say that but here we are all the baby jordan it was like it was definitely like her having that party so that we could talk about beauty lab and laser for like the promo but like she could have had like a botox party why did we have to see those fucking babies? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Was that too much? <laughs> I'm tired this week. I've been working. I've been putting- 
<laughs> well, why do we have to see all those fucking babies? <laughs> like, they're all cringe. You sound like my grandma. My grandma will say, like... I am a grandma. My, my grandma, like, she always taught me, like, if you see a baby and you don't think it's cute, just comment on the baby's outfit. The mother won't know the difference. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, oh, what cute shoes. Oh, what a cute outfit. And the mom always thinks like, oh, thank you. Like you're complimenting the baby. And it's like, no. Yeah. I'm just trying oh, to yeah. be nice. I know how to be fake nice for sure. But since I'm not meeting those, I'd be like, oh my God, that baby's so alive. Yeah. Wow. Was, what is <laughs> yeah. They breathe healthily. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look at them breathing no. over there, breathing. Um, <laughs> after- I don't got to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> breathe I- a little and a little terror. <laughs> then you just like laugh really hard to, to like distract right. from the fact that it said something rude. You're like, <laughs> um, then we have thirsty ass Angie shows up and she tells Whitney she looks gorged W. Bush. And I said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I know everyone now thinks he's everyone's fucking uncle, Uncle George, just because we had Don Don come in and fuck some shit up royally. But the man also fucked a lot of shit up before. Yeah. But like now we have this grace for George W. Bush that didn't exist before 2017. All I have to say is Hurricane Katrina. Okay. Hurricane Katrina, people. Stop trying to make George Bush a thing. Like, I don't give a fuck if he paints cool i'm sure hitler did too like stop like enough of trying to romanticize him and now his daughter gets to just like have a fucking book club on television with hoda like good night i like the other daughter because you can tell she's like doesn't fuck with the family stuff yeah Uh, and she started global health corps which again public health nerd love that for her um and she like just does her own thing so shout out to barbara yes that's the twin we need to emulate jenna enough moving forward um whitney jen arrives too and then whitney is like so lit to tell everybody how she figured out lisa's plot like she's nancy fucking drew and she's so proud of like truly patting herself she's like i saw right through the setup and marco and Arben, blah 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 i didn't really listen to it because i just don't believe her because again if you it's salt lake city it's not you know moscow i don't fucking that's a terrible example i'm trying to think of a big ass city um new york thank you new york but i feel like new york for as big as it is like it's intimate you know what i mean yeah anywho let's say different boroughs um but like it's not like new york where there's so many restaurants and so many contacts like you all know these people personally so i know you probably knew what restaurant you were going to so you should have not shown up to that dinner at all. You should have canceled and then been like, I canceled because Lisa chose the restaurant where these people work at and is trying to prove a point. So. But what point, Whitney? What point? What's the reason? Shut uh, up. Never get to I'm the so point. I'm so sick of sure. her. She, shut up, Whitney. Shut up. Of Salt Lake City for sure. And I love watching Jen this season process like other people causing drama because she was such the flip out last year. And like, she just watches them and she's just like, what in the whiteness is this? Like, she can't deal with them. She at always all. has that like confused look on her face. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like she keeps looking side to side, side to side. <laughs> she's like, whatever. And then um, 
I think she's just enjoying trying to drive this wedge between Angie and Lisa because we know that they've known each other like two decades and stuff. And like, it's jealous. Whitney, if you're listening, you're jealous and you need to check yourself. Go to therapy. Look in the mirror, Whitney. You are a jealous biatch. And you gave auntie voice there. You're jealous. (laughs) Go to therapy. Sound like I'm from Jersey. Yeah, we're regular Leah Remini's. (laughs) um they're just like on it Whitney and Heather are definitely like their plot this season is to be anti-Lisa because Lisa called them bad weather at the reunion because like Whitney I mean Heather was like also perpetuating it too and then Angie got drunk as fuck she fell out of that chair and kind of scared me because she froze her body in like perfect nutcracker formation when she fell like when you fall, you're supposed to go limp. You're not supposed to <laughs> tighten up your body because you'll actually cause more possibility for injury. Yeah. So she... obviously she's not, you know, she's not a member of Mensa. We know, but that just still made me nervous. Then Whitney has organized these ladies to go tubing. Um, tubing is the new goat yoga is the new ax throwing because we'll talk about it. They go tubing on winter house as well. Yeah. So it's the Bravo activity of the year. It's the new escape room, the new smash room. They always have to like, I don't get why like every show has to do the same activity. I know. Even though I lo- I do like tubing, it's just like, okay. It did make me want to go tubing. I don't think I've ever been, question mark. Oh, it's fun. I've like slid in, slid in. I've slid down hills before. I've sledded. I've gone on sleds once or twice in the good old Minnesota, but- I don't think I've been tubing, but I could have gone like when I was 12 and forgot. Anywho, they get ready in the morning and Whitney and Angie start stretching. And I, I know these girls, these are the girls who are boring as hell, but they want to seem like they're fun and quirky and get attention from people because otherwise they won't. Cause they're dull as a nail as a rusty nail. Yeah. And so they're like, let's stretch. And it's like, congratulations. You're also- skinny. Flexible. Angie in this totally spies Kill Bill outfit. I'm like, totally spies. Let's not give her that. Totally spies is amazing. I mean, I like both but, totally spies and Kill Bill, but I'm like, yeah, I just don't is, like Angie. So Kill Bill like, is yeah. proper for it. Yeah, the yellow. She was mustard yellow service for us all. I mean, it was like sleek. I just like didn't even think about the color though. It was sleek. I just don't like Angie, so nothing is sleek. On I just was I like, like watching Whitney do a pigeon pose and saying she was doing a sun salutation. I was like, I roll. Sick of you. Jenny was like, who the fuck are these people when she showed up? And Mary got them a limo because she said it was a two-hour ride, which is 60 minutes, minutes twice. twice. <laughs> and I was like, thank you, mathlete. The limit doesn't <laughs> exist. Like, <laughs> Mary... Sister Mary, always delivering what we need to know. Um, And then everybody like arrives and they're all in the car together. And about Angie, Lisa says, I forgive and I forget. And sometimes I forget about you. And I've never related to her more because I've had many a friend breakup and I've actually forgotten about certain people. Like I had a friend that like I made in school I won't say which one but as an adult and we were like solid friends for like math is hard like six years and 
this is actually something you don't know. Um, we went on a trip together and you know how we just said like some people are compatible on trips. We had, and also we had traveled together. Like we had traveled together internationally and had fun, but we went on a domestic trip together and it was so bad. And like, I also had just been like realizing things about the person that we like left separately to go to the airport. I lied. And I said that the Uber couldn't stop at two airlines for the same airport. <laughs> so I was like, we should go in separate ones. <laughs> and then a few months later, my mom asked me about that person they're like, how's redacted? And I was like, who? And like, you know, from that place. And I know somebody with the exact same name from the same country. And I was like, you mean this person? And she's like, no, so-and-so. And I was like, I forgot about her. Like, <laughs> Oop. memory. Oop. I'm okay. Job. Sorry, I'm okay. You're fine. <laughs> but it was like, we literally went back and forth for like a solid 60 seconds of me being like, who are you talking about? Because it was like such a nineties broad name that right. it could anybody, it was like a Britney. And I was just like, what Britney? Like if it's not this one or that one or the other one. And she like finally gave one detail that like made me realize who she was talking about. And I was like, Oh wow. And it was just like, that's a Raven. Like my brain filled back up with the information about the person again. I was like, oh. it was, I was like, Damn, moment. Really, I was like, I'm a really bad person. <laughs> That was like Elsie and Heidi when she said, I want to forgive you and I want to forget you. But the internet will never let her forget Heidi. Oh, But I'm Lisa. I'm like, I'll forgive and forget. And sometimes I forget about you. Period. And that's all you got to do. And then um, we have like a Mary versus Lisa. So like, like. Heather makes a comment about how carbonation like hardens your ovaries because she had heard that from Mary and Lisa was like is that true Mary like I'm gonna google that and Mary just like snapped like dark Mary comes out and was like you don't need to google stuff like you should believe me when I tell you things like she was just super angry and Lisa was just like why are you so mad right now like what did I do like what the fuck it was wild wild. just snapped and I'm like a little wondering, so like not to jump ahead, but like next week we see that like Lisa introduces Meredith to somebody who's going to do like the accusations mm-hmm. that like Mary has a cult. And it's like, was Mary already tipped off that this was happening? Because I'm like, cause she said, don't call me a liar, you know, all this stuff. And so I'm a little wondering what's like, happening. And they like, like what the fuck? I that? also thought about that because we know that Mary is very not the mercurial, not demeaning periods, but we all know ladies that we're, yeah, we're not trying period. to like, reduce women to periods, but like we do, like there are some people who are just on edge and like yeah. flip a switch. Like that person I forgot about, she was on her period on that trip. Oh, and I saw a whole, Aladdin saw a whole new world of her that I didn't ask anybody for. Um, but it was just really weird. And like in the confessional, Mary was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a liar like her. So I was just like, oh, are we saying that Lisa's lying about the accusations? So it was something like that. And then like they arrive and she was like, she said something to uh, Lisa too about like, oh, do you have to Google everything? Cause I'm black. And I was like, well, all why right. Are we making this a race issue? Like, no. I was like, all right now. That's weird. Like, we've got to stop that. Like, we've got to stop that. We need to focus on when people are being racist. Right. And, doing and not playing and not crying and wolf so that, like, real things get 
tucked away. Yeah, taken seriously. Yeah. Wanting to Google something because someone said a weird ass fact about carbonation hurting your ovaries because, like, is valid. Said, she's not a fucking doctor. So how would she know? Yeah. And then Jenny was like, all right, people shut the fuck up. And then um, Mary then gets mad that uh, Jenny's cursing and Jenny's like, you're not going to police how I talk. I'm not here for it. I'm in a bad mood. Do whatever you want. And that was iconic. And then I love the more iconic thing was Jen saying, um, I, can you believe it's not me fighting? And then she chest bumps Heather because she's just so happy that it's not her for the first time ever. Hilarious. Then they actually go tubing. I don't really care about their little competition or whatever, but Mary, of course, had to complain. She's like, I didn't get to wear a cute outfit. Like I had to walk up all these steps. Like Mary's just like too spoiled. Like it got a little exhausting. It wasn't funny anymore. And then I was weak that even Jen, who's like the most diva of the group, offered to help pull her tube. She's like, do you want me to pull it for you? Like, will you do it if we do that? Like Jen, I think actually really did like after that reunion, like move on with Mary, whether or not Mary moved on with her, I don't know. Yeah. And then Whitney and Angie are like, we're going to be the fun, quirky girls. And they put on their fucking costumes. Not fun or quirky. Way so quickly that they spoiled it. Because the thing would be to act like you, you're like, hey, let's just go for a walk and chat. Because then people think like, oh, you're just filming content or whatever. These bozos. And then go in the goddamn costumes and then sneak back in slowly. But they're fucking chumps. I mean, again, I'm just going to take yet another opportunity to say that their other best friend was at the insurrection on January 6th. So Dumb and dumber. Frick and frack. Bozo the clowns. <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Thank you for that rundown. The characters off of white chicks. Uh. Need I say more? I think you're good. <laughs> but uh, Mary knew what they were up to because Mary's not an idiot. So she is not shocked. And then Heather says that it's her dream to be ravaged by Sasquatch. And I, I have just, no words. You don't want to fuck anybody. Stop lying. You had a Sasquatch at the dinner table last week with on a double date with Jen and her husband. And yet you did not devour him. She really didn't. And he was the perfect Sasquatch. I was like, was she yeah. being shady and like inferring that she wants Carl Radke from Summer House? Because he's a hairy man. Oh, I love and Carl. she did like say she had a crush on him on one of those watch what Carlito. oh yeah and carlito said that carlito. that she was attractive or something i don't know something weird i think he said something nice oh he, yeah because she was on she was he was this like is what happened she was on watch, watch what happens live and he was like and andy was like we have someone who like maybe contender for you he said that you're cute and carl comes on the tv and i'm like no carl we're not doing this no no, 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 no. Carlito, you were too good for this. No, 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 no. He did the polite, like, oh, um, you seem so fun. <laughs> like, he wasn't like, yes, I'm interested in going on a right. date. Ugh, annoying. Like, when he was asked later. He was like, she seems like a really fun girl. Um, They go tubing, and then they go to eat lunch, and it's basically like, let's resolve the mini fights so lisa looks at mary and she's like are we good and mary says yes we are and um but first lisa also pointed out she said mary you're not eating which i found like a 
whenever one housewife tells another housewife who's notoriously skinny that they're not eating, I always feel like it's like a let's point it out moment, as Brenda Glanville would say. Um, and then Mary's like, yeah, we're good. And they both like smirk at each other. I'm like, on the air, I'm like, spoiler, they're not good. They're <laughs> like, not good. They will continue to not be good for the rest of this season. And then, but I was actually happy that when they were initially talking, when they got off the bus and Lisa was like, you know, like, I don't, like, if you ever talk to me like that again, it's not basically like, it's going to be an issue. And I was like, yes, Lisa standing up for yourself. You've got your big girl britches on. Lisa doesn't fuck around. Like Lisa is not somebody who has a lot of bark and no bite. Like she actually is like, I won't bark until I'm ready to bite. Like, yeah. She's only going to get the energy for uh, only going to puff her chest if she's ready to finish the battle. And so I respect that about her for sure. And then I don't know who talks first because they're always so vague and annoying, but um, I think it was probably either Heather or Whitney, because again, the little popsters were like, Oh, what about Angie? And Lisa's like, I don't have anything to talk about that unless Andrew wants to apologize. And I was like, "Whoop, let's go. And Whitney just keeps like trying to speak on Angie's behalf about the conflict. And it's like, bitch, stay out of it. Shut the fuck up. Sorry, I'm just done. Stay out of women's business. You are a child. (laughs) Well, she just like, it's not her fight. And she's trying to make it her fight so bad. Always. So irritating. And like Lisa said, me and you said we're good. Like we decided to be on a new, Mm -hmm. like to start off on a new foot shut the fuck up. Like this has nothing to do with you. And then the one thing I'll say is like, Lisa was saying she was mad. Like she didn't know what was upsetting her more was like dealing with Whitney or her friends not speaking up for her, like Jen and Meredith. But I think that they were trying to be like, like one, Lisa obviously had it handled. It's not like people were getting up on her. It was just like Whitney speaking on Angie's behalf. So it was just a one-on-one. And secondly, like Jen and Meredith don't really have anything to add because they're not part of the fight. So they're not going to just like say random stuff like Whitney is, you know what I mean? Like they're just smarter and noticed out of it. Like if they were to actually just attack something that they know about Lisa, because it was like about Lisa and Angie's friendship. It wasn't about like Lisa as a person, they would speak up. Mm, But But in that that context, I think it was appropriate. Yeah. I love that Lisa reached her breaking point. Like she was fed up. And then Heather was just like adding flames to the fire too. And I was just like, Heather. And trying to seem like she was just being inquisitive, like you're playing devil's advocate. Gone. Like yeah. you're not playing devil's advocate, bitch. You're trying to like. He has such a battle against Lisa for that one comment. Yeah. And because she wants Lisa to like, like her so badly. Because if you think about it, like again, Whitney and Heather are related because Heather tried to get Lisa to acknowledge her and say hi at Meredith's birthday party season one was like mm-hmm. literally following her and then Whitney did the same thing at the casino party in season yep. two it's pathetic and I love Lisa but when she was like crying about like being accused of sabotaging like a party for like the queer population and she's like my grandpa was gay <laughs> I was like I'm sure he's dead but you don't need to put his business out there sweetie like I thought that too. I was like Ooh. to say that <laughs> It was, was also little- weak that she was like, I can't even say the word Google without I would jumping been down. I would have been like, I've been like, Mary, you want to come fuck my shit up and tell me what I can and can't say? I would truly, yeah, that's what I would say. Like, 
like fight about it'd be like yeah. you are not gonna tell me as long as it's not a fucking slur what i can't or can't say right can or can't say fuck you and then um i said whitney was so mad when angie came to hug whitney i mean come hug lisa yeah like whitney's so fucking transparent and like you just see right through it and then at the end when she said that she tried to make the joke about like lisa would be great for an interrogation because she doesn't stop talking i was like ma'am you don't stop talking like you are doritos you don't yeah. shut up you're just jealous whitney and i put that on our twitter to him like mm, it's green you jealous. got some likes from it <laughs> i did yeah you got, like, haven't five. even looked one with me um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's annoying because i have both of the accounts linked so like i Same. like and then i got a notification on the side that was like pop a color you got a like from ruby and i was like stupid um and then Jenny and Mary kind of resolved their thing. And Mary was like, if Jenny wants to apologize to me, she needs to look at me in the face. And I was like, that's not what was happening. Like Heather asked Jenny a question. So Jenny was answering Heather. So why would she look at Mary to answer Heather's question? Yeah. And she just, you know, talked about it being the anniversary of her child's death, so um, who was stillborn. Mary did not care. Like, I don't think Mary cares about dead babies. I don't think Mary cares about much, honestly. I'm like, I'm concerned like last, I mean, we didn't have a podcast last season, but I'm sure I've talked to you about it in text messages. Like Mary has so many mental health issues. Like she's clinical, like there's something wrong. And when she was just like acting pouty there, I was like, you're so in your own like cocoon of reality that like, you can't even have empathy for another person. Like, I don't think, I don't believe she has empathy for other humans. I believe she knows how to like say things that sound that way, but I don't think she actually can feel them. Yeah. No. Then we have the preview for next. Oh, and then I love how Lisa said, I don't know why Jenny told everybody this story because they're all selfish bitches. And I was like, Like, oh, I was like, Lisa Barlow, Stan, I can't believe. You never thought you'd see the day. And you know, I'm pretty firm when I make a stance on a housewife, like it takes too much for me to change and i have that you're reunion like me and monique a switch you're like me and monique from Potomac. oh yeah oh yeah because you were hard pro monique until that's so yeah but i remember at the reunion i texted you and anybody else who watched salt lake and i was like wow i was so on the whitney heather train and i am now officially on the lisa jen mary train love a lisa right couch you go, Lisa. If you ever listen to this, we are Lisa fans. I we, love you. Barla Whites, please. Yes, Barla Whites. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to think of stand names on the fly and it doesn't work for me. Barlothians. Barlothians, yes. Yeah. Um, preview for next week. Meredith says she's going to get a house in Vail and fucking Heather has to be so like self-pitying. Be like, does that mean I'm invited? No, bitch, I'm talking about an event I'm having to actively not invite you. Like, stop licking Meredith's ass. Yeah. Seth's got that handled with Mother Nature's cleavage. And then Heather just keeps wanting to do the wedge between Jen and Lisa. She's like, Whitney got invited to, like, an intimate party for uh, Lisa. Why didn't you? And I was like, shut up. And then Lisa, the reason she invited Whitney was because she knew that Whitney brought Mary into the group and is bringing this man that's about to do all the cult accusations. So she needs the person that was Mary's closest ally to turn on her. People are such opportunists. I'm like, like she's not, does... she's not 
including you, Jen. She just has the plan and it doesn't work if she yeah. pre- presents the cult man to Jen, who was Mary's enemy. She needs to present it to Whitney, who was. Exactly. So yes, she's plotting, but for the good of humanity and all those people whose money Mary and uh, Robert Sr. used for all her surgeries. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> all right. The best for last. Winter house. Winter. I just love this horny crew. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> that didn't come out correct, but. I know. It's like, this is really elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> world graphic painting a picture <laughs> which they did um when they opened to the double makeout in the hot tub and took the music away and the- those noises were i was like <laughs> i felt like i was in college i was truly like brought back i was like this is too much for me i was like yikes 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 yikes, yikes. they're like like you could kind of hear the water, but mostly you just heard like wet slapping noises of body parts and saliva. And um, it wasn't for me. No, it was disgusting. We but have- let's talk about the horny crew. So you feel yeah. you seem impassioned. I'm gonna let you take it. We have Jason trying to get at Gabby and Gabby not falling for his advances. Gabby liking Luke and Luke not really liking Gabby. We have Andrea and Paige. And then we have Austin and Sierra and Lindsay. Clubhouse supremacy. And then we have Craig and his TV shows. (laughs) And then we have Kyle and Amanda. And Kyle and Amanda, but, you know, they're engaged, so, you know, they're not really horny. She says she doesn't want to have sex down there because she doesn't want everyone to hear her <laughs> so there's that looks so shockingly prude of her because i don't like i don't picture her as that um one weird note see if you notice next week or if it's just me gabby and her confessionals and possibly on film too but at least i know someone in the confessionals she talks and her mouth doesn't move a lot to the point where it's like a ventriloquist and it freaks me out <laughs> so that doesn't a, move her mouth a lot it's just a programming note um <laughs> I found it hilarious, like, after they leave the hot tub and it's, like, Paige and Andrea and then Austin and Sierra doing, like, little solo times, like, in the living room and the bedroom or whatever, like, neither Paige nor Austin have any game. Also, this opening scene, by the way, was still chaotic because I was, like, trying to take notes. I was, like, too much is happening. So you can let me know if I missed something. But um, Austin telling Sierra, like, let's go sleepy. I was, like, "Uh uh-uh, don't Uh -uh. ever talk like that to me. And then Paige is like, oh my God, yes. I love starting a TV show with people. Like she's so basic, which again is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it was hilarious because she likes to seem very like one of a kind. I was like, ma'am, you're just like everybody else. Calm down. Like you're very basic. And then they go to bed and why are Sierra and Paige sleeping upside down? Did you notice that? Yeah, they're sleeping on the They did not have their head to their board. I didn't like that. Just again, program. I don't know why they're doing that but and then we know that craig has a quote girlfriend but yes she was real we saw her in southern charm but he was like who knows if it's intentional or not but he was like kind of playing the smarter game with Paige because he was getting in on the friend level mm-hmm. because he was doing a lot of like he definitely is like friends with girls like that's what's like interesting about austin and craig is like they're both the kind of guys who are also friends with girls so i think that causes confusion as we'll talk about later with austin so it was kind of funny that like Craig, as we watched the series, because we know that they date in real time, 
like watching all the little moments between Paige and Craig that like built the foundation to what their now relationship is. And then Andrea started giving me major douche vibes when he like in his confessional was going through every nationality of women that he's made out with and like proud that he makes out in group settings often with other people making out around him. I was just like mm. setting up for him to be a player. He's, he's hot, but that's not for me. Yeah. I just like, I find that weird. And then Sierra and Paige are already starting their mean girl thing with Lindsay. And they're like, I wonder what kind of energy Lindsay's going to bring. And I'm going to rewatch this because I had to watch fast this morning for today. The Lindsay Hubbard flip out montage of the past five years was the most magical thing I've ever seen. It was seen. hilarious. Like I needed the Russian uh, Christmas music to be playing in the background. Like, dun- how does that music go? Or it's like, dun, 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 dun. no, that's not it. I'm not, dun, dun, I'm not dun, a vocalist guys. Um, but it's like see because I was starting it but then I started singing this military song that my dad used to sing when I would when he'd want me to wake up on the weekends to do chores that I didn't have to do and it's like similar but it's like oh my gosh my dad didn't play that song but he used to make us do that too Saturday morning he hummed that yeah he would hum that at my doorway um to wake me up even though I was an only spoiled child and my mom didn't make me do chores but he was so resentful that I was so you're basically Cadet Kelly Lizzie McGuire I mean you're basically oh yes yes um what's her real name yeah Hillary Duff from yeah with Gary Cole as my actual father instead of my stepfather yeah literally that was my dad like he was always so pissed he's like you don't have to do anything and I was like I know it's amazing like let's not start now sir (laughs) So I was mixing, I was trying to do the Christmas song, but you did it. So thank you. But that's what should have been playing in the background. And I really feel for her because like, so they're all like, all the people who already know Lindsay are like talking like, oh God, she's coming, including Craig and Austin, who are also her friends. And I just like feel for her because like, she's, I don't want to say like so pure, but like she does really genuinely like love everyone and wants Mm -hmm. to be loved in return. Like, cause she's got these abandonment issues and like has just a single dad and has been in like these toxic relationships and it's like she really like gives her all to people and they just kind of like make fun of her because she's a hot mess but she's a hot mess because of her trauma you know what I mean and they like I don't know but also like shout out to her that she like just sticks through being on the show and stuff because like you shouldn't let all these little bitches like take over because she She's great television. Like yeah. she is a star. There is a reason she's been there since season one and made it past the work as twins. Like she and Kyle are perfect messes. And then um, Craig was just like recapping Lindsay and Austin. He's like, well, Austin didn't tell me, but I know that they had sex. And blah, blah. Like he's such an auntie. Like he's always in yeah. everybody's business. <laughs> you know? Like I, I can't. I can't with little Craigito. Like he's doing too much. I would not want him in my friend group. Craig is hilarious. I also wouldn't want him to be my significant other's friend because I feel like he would causes too much undue influence. And that's like not even on the man. It's like if the man just trusts this person who quote loves them a lot too. And he's just like always bad mouthing. Yeah. It's so bad. And then the storyline for Winterhouse is that Kyle is both an alcoholic and a workaholic. So 
he's like on a call and trying to do all this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is where we're seeing like Kyle is 40 and everybody else is 30, which is not age shaming, but he's just in a different place in his life and should maybe walk away from the show before it starts to get embarrassing. It's just, it's his drunk antics are too much. And then Lindsay arrives and goes right through my veins. I'm so fucking excited. (laughs) When she's like, I'm here, bitches. And then immediately in her confessional goes, why am I a psycho? (laughs) Like, we got to give people props for self-awareness. I love her so much. Like, she brings me so much joy. I almost want to buy some ugly merch of hers because I love her so much. But not quite. But if you want to send me a Don't Activate Me t-shirt, Lindsay, I'll wear it. Because... That's actually a phrase. So she said that in Summer House, like either last year or the year before, she was like, don't activate me because you don't want to see me activated. And in Spanish, we say a phrase like that. I was like, is Lindsay a secret Latina? She's not. But I was just like, where did she get that as a phrase? Because I've only ever heard that in Spanish. And then Paige and Sierra get Salt Bay and they're so mad that Lindsay's there because Lindsay's more interesting than them. Like that's just... What it is, is like, they got to be the stars for five seconds because Amanda is like, Amanda's like, Amanda's like the Tony Romo of the team. Like she has put in her time. She's secure until she wants to retire, but she doesn't need to prove anything to anyone. So she's just done. Floating, yeah. And Paige and Sierra are like, you know, second string players who might get to start finally and they need to be able to put everything in and then Lindsay comes in and is like I don't have a player analogy for this because I only know enough about sports to say Tony Romo don't know enough about sports to continue this Lindsay may be like a Tom Brady Mm, oh she is a Tom Brady because even at the worst of circumstances she gets the ring she got seven rings doesn't matter what team she plays on she's gonna get a ring yeah all right now, India. I was trying to do like all the same team, but this is better. Yeah. I'm not a Cowboys um, person, so I wouldn't know. Okay. <laughs> Are you a Patriots or Buccaneers person? No. But, you know, You're growing just- up in Virginia, I was a Redskins fan. So the Cowboys yeah. were like our, or our, our arch nemesis. Yeah, we can't. I've never met someone, if I say I'm a Cowboys fan, who's like, Oh, cool. They're always like, oh, why? <laughs> Even if they don't like a rival team, like just they could be fucking Arizona Cardinals fans. And I'd be like, well, why? I've never been to Arizona. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, always, but obviously in Virginia, it's a thing. But anyway, Lindsay arrives, Austin sees her, and he's already calling her babe a thousand times straight off the bat. Hey. I don't care if you're with a girl. People don't call each other babe if they're not a thing. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I know I'm a little I prudish. Agree. But the amount I mean, of babe plus the nickname of Linz. It's all it's all very um it's he, of what's gonna happen. Because London calling everybody babe was like very LA. Yeah. If we're gonna harken back to my favorite problematic, not problematic, but like annoying, but I love to them secretly person from shaws of sunset oh men love to say babe when they like meet a girl that they that they like like it's like hey babe hey baby like it's very oh yeah if you're giving a girl a pet name and you're a straight man you're interested and it was 
so clear off the jump, like yeah. how much more interested he was in Lindsay than Sierra. It's not that he like not to take away from Sierra, like he finds Sierra attractive. Like he would like to hook up with Sierra because he has a penis, but his interest in Lindsay is just like so much deeper, which we learn about in this episode. And so it was just like super obvious. It was like kind of fun to watch because yeah. like, I feel like we don't see that on reality shows too much where somebody's like genuine, genuinely like vulnerable and expressive of their feelings and like in a way that it shows organically, and which I think so is like excited. why it was so She's like, I'm so excited to be single with Austin. We've never been single together. <laughs> and then Austin drops a bomb. Yeah. So he does like his lowdown and it's like, yeah, I made out with Sierra. And she was like, but she played it cool. She didn't pull her usual shit. Yeah. And while that's happening, Sierra and Paige are like doing their hair or something. And Amanda's in there and she's like, took off her engagement ring. I was like, I'm going to pretend to be single for a little bit. And I was <laughs> like, you have to stop. Like the way Kyle and Amanda act, it's not okay. Like they actively hate each other. It's I'm like, all right, I'm single. That- I hope that either Summer House covers the wedding or they do the three episode spinoff. Yeah. Because I need to see this fakeness because I'm, I really feel like once they're not on the show anymore, this will be over. And then sometimes I'm like, when you're in a relationship with someone for so long, like there are days that you just don't like them. Yes, but there's more days that they don't like each other than <laughs> that they do. And the only time they like each other is when it's for like a public appearance, like a birthday party or an engagement, like something where they get to receive external affirmation from people. So that's why I don't buy into it. Mm. It's like, they're never happy together in an intimate moment. They're only happy together when they're putting on a show together. Mm. They're both those. <clears throat> Anywho. <laughs> um, and I, I said, hub house is too trusting. Cause she goes down to her basement room with Julia and, and Julia, everything. Julia gave me snake energy and mm-hmm. I can't remember what happened in the preview next week. Oh, Gabby alludes to mm-hmm. it too. But Julia gave me snake energy with her like, ah, I'm just like super happy to be here, you know, energy. And poor Lindsay, like part of me was like, Lindsay probably doesn't mind. Like Lindsay is a very opposite person from myself and probably you. Like we're both more like Gabby's, like more introverted and like internalized things and stuff like that. Like I, if I had a history with a guy like that, even if I was on a TV show, like, I don't think that I would openly share it in that way. Like so quickly after meeting someone. Yeah, no. But I think she just didn't have anyone else to tell because Paige, Sharon, Amanda hate her. So she was like, well, you're my roommate. So I guess I'll tell you. And she's, the problem is like, I don't know if Lindsay knows that Julia is quote BFFs with Paige. And so Julia's going to go feed all that information to Paige about the history so i was like was it a ricky mistake or did you purposefully plant this because hub house is also not a dumb she's a pr person so i think she mostly knew but at the same time i was like oh i hope this doesn't like i don't hope you don't feel hurt by this when it gets to other people right and so they go for like tubing and drinking i think it was like oh no they all go for tubing at night this was the one where they all were together they go night tubing because i wrote i don't want to go there at night I watched that. No, I watched Salt Lake City first, but for some reason, yeah, I was like, no tubing at night. That doesn't seem. Yeah, funny. I wouldn't want to go tubing at night. It's no. Too it's cold. Too it's too cold and it's too dangerous because, well, to me, it's too dangerous because, like, the escalator. It's just a combination of 
too many factors for a clumsy person like me. And like, how is that that fun if you're like just tubing at night in yeah. the dark? Um, then we have the like little Luke Gabby Jason triangle. And it's just like a classic, like, this is why people aren't satisfied because like they go after the unavailable person instead of like a perfectly sweet. And like, it's not like it wouldn't be settling. It's just like, oh, I have like this great catch in front of me who wants me back, but let me go for the person who's not even thinking about me. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like he's like, Luke is just being polite and friendly and Gabby's like, we're vibing. And then Jason's like, we're vibing. And Gabby's looking the other way. It's like, no one in this situation is going to win. And then um, Luke, uh, not Luke. I was weak at like how drunk Kyle, Lindsay and Austin all were. Cause they were starting to do the eyes where everybody's eyes just start closing a little bit. And they're just like, hmm, I'm having so much fun and I've missed you so much. And then Kyle is also producing. So he's trying to get the information out of Lindsay about what her and Austin's history is. Mm-hmm. And Austin, again, you can't, the heart wants what it wants. You can't hide the true deep down stuff because he's drunk and he's literally looking at her, has spoken zero words to Sierra. And is like literally like pointing at her and making eyes and like, trying to lure her over and she's like um trying she's actually for once trying to ignore it (laughs) and he's the one that's like trying to make something happen so Kyle's like come over here and tell me this stuff and that's when they confess that they banged at some point um during one of his breaks from Madison and surprise Madison's gonna see that and just go on a tirade I'm sure she's Madison's gonna like skin Lindsay <laughs> she's gonna shave her head in her sleep she's gonna she's break gonna it. make a voodoo doll out of her and yeah. do bad things <laughs> she really is and so yeah she they confess their history but I'm like I said I'm very team them like they're so into each other like they're so I find them really cute to be honest when they were I just think they're cute together huggy like because sometimes again like cheesy pda is too much but they had like cute like just genuine like but i wonder at the same time because as we saw the dynamic between Lindsay and carlito and it's like her and her friends it it seems different to me i would hope so but it it seems mm, more intimate i don't know like you know we'll see as the episode you know let's just keep going because Lindsay ruins it and then she blows it and then no. she blows it <laughs> i was really um but uh, astrologically speaking since that is the focus of this podcast um austin's a gemini and Lindsay's a leo those are compatible signs Uh-oh. so you know they got a something going on so i'm gonna say sierra whose sign i don't know no lie sierra's a capricorn so not a match <laughs> um yeah no but we love a capricorn um, but not a match. I really didn't like how she's angling in the show already to like blame Lindsay over Austin. Yeah, it's like Lindsay's single, and Austin's single. Austin's the one that's claiming he's interested in you and playing both fields. So yeah. don't Lindsay for the man and Lindsay wanting knew... to chase two rabbits. Yeah, and Lindsay knew Austin first. Lindsay fucked Austin first. Like this isn't a woman against a no. woman like, it's... like and you're not in a relationship with him stop yeah and people people of any gender and sexuality should know that if the person you're interested in is interested in you they're not going to go express deep rooted interest in somebody else you know what i mean you can't blame the other person because otherwise 
that person you're interested in should be focused on you. Not focused, like not attached at the hip, but like wouldn't right. be given that much attention to another person because it was excessive. You know what I mean? So I hate mm-hmm. the blame the other person. I hate the blame on Lindsay over Austin. I was like, wow, like let's be woman haters. Congrats, Sierra. I was like, definitely drank the Paige and Amanda Kool-Aid on that one. And then since I know you love this phrase, I wrote back at the ranch. Um, I wrote Paige and Craig are a good match because they're both, I wrote this word from Puerto Rico, chatros, who want to be classy, which is like, they're both kind of tacky, honestly. Like they're both like faux riche, you know, like they want to act like they're very elevated, but they're both really like huaros. Like they're both like the English language doesn't have the right word for it. I get what you're saying though. But they're both like without, you know, like they're wannabes. And some like perfect matching energy. They both seem very nice people. Like I'm sure they're very sweet with each other. Although Aquarius and Scorpio, I don't know if that's a match. I'm not I feel sure. like that was Rihanna and Drake. <laughs> and look how that turned out. Craig's the Aquarius. Oh, interesting. Um, I know. It's kind of weird. You'd have to do a whole But anyhow. Um, but yeah, they're both definitely like equal matching energy. So I see why they vibe. Um, and I wrote, they're back at the ranch, like Julia's cooking. And I wrote 23 year old Ruby is Lindsay falling. 31 year old Ruby is Julia making mushroom pasta. Like, can we talk about before that? Can we talk about how Sierra was in Austin's room and Lindsay comes in drunk? And I'm like, (laughs) this is so, I felt awkward for her. I was like, no. Funny's me so hard. There was so much alcohol in my body (laughs) at all times. I was going through, I've been progressively going through like my um, photo library because, you know, we're talking about I have too much storage on my old ass computer, trying to move everything to external hard drive. So I'm trying to like weed through everything so I can just delete things I don't want because I don't ever want to like have to sift through extra stuff. And like I've been going through like my age 22 to like 25 library. And I was like, you're alive still. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> when I look at all the trips I was on and the antics that happened. Yeah, I'm just like. So, when, especially with Fireball, when Lindsay fell over, I had just like a visceral, like, ooh, I felt that. And when I looked at Julia, I'm like, that's now me when I'm yeah. like, not that Julia was drunk, but like if I'm out or like it's a late night and everyone's partying, like I'm the mom friend who's like, here, I've made something. Exactly. And so it, it felt very that. So, you know, I love to evolve and, and grow in my time. But when Lindsay fell Lindsay over, fell I... sideways. Like she was so in perfect. the chair and like tilted over and just like, bloop, like it was. Kyle Cook has to be the one taking care of you. You are drunk. Oh, yeah. Amanda was like, get your girl. Get your girl. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, take care of this, please. Oh, hilarious. And then I just wrote, I hate that Craig in the confessionals keeps making it seem like Lindsay has a thing for Austin instead of- I hate that. I said that too. So reductive. That's, That's my biggest issue with Southern Charm and with Craig in particular is like, he says he advocates for like this, that, and the other. He has like slut shamed or like- criticized um or said something sexist about almost every woman in his cast and i'm just like how are you being that representative as ramona would say he doesn't support women (laughs) 
you don't support other women, the audacity. <laughs> um, Wait, have you I, seen the video of um, like the creepy, uh, is it like a um, reminiscence of like from Scream and it's Ramona on the phone and it's like the Scream guy like, and he's like, hey, <laughs> yes, and she's like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ramona Halloween is everything. <laughs> I think of when she goes to Dorinda's house and sees that scary monster decoration and goes, oh my God, that looks like Bethany. <laughs> crying. That looks like Bethany crying. And the side by side, hysterical. Uh... And when they're going to like some spooky place like a year or two ago and the monster jumped out at her on the street. Oh yeah. Took me out. Um, so when we kept seeing the preview for winter house like the trailer and Lindsay was clapping and she's like i'm in love with you i really thought that was going to be like a frankenbite like an out of context clip like i thought it was going to be like this is what you said to madison on the phone or like this is what i said to stravi last you know like i did not think that in episode two although i heard it's only six episodes so we're moving quick um i certainly did not think that she was genuinely saying that to Austin the way she drunkenly did. Well, first, first she's being escorted back to the room by Kyle and Amanda. And she calls for Austin, who's with Sierra. And Austin leaves Sierra to go take care of Lindsay, which again is another sign of who he's more interested in. Yeah, I would have been out. Because if you were just my friend and I'm with someone I'm about to get it in with, I'm not leaving that person to go help my like platonic friend who I know other people are helping. Yeah. Like you clearly care more about Lindsay. Sierra, Sierra all the signs were in front of you and you just <laughs> continue to walk forward. Like the Daphne's Child forward. album, the writing is on the wall. Yeah. And so he goes in there and then like Lindsay like climbs on top of him and Amanda's like, I didn't know this is what I was signing up for. <laughs> and walks away. I think I'm Amanda this season. <laughs> and Austin has to talk to Lindsay like a dog with commands. He was like, Lindsay, oh. <laughs> like it just reminded me of how I talk to my dog. Yeah, Hershey, off. Like you have to be very specific with the commands. <laughs> and then yeah, so she said that, and I kind of get Austin feeling like overwhelmed or thrown off by her saying that. Like when he explains the context of like Madison was constantly love bombing him and saying things like that whenever she would gaslight him and everything. So like. I do think that there's like a depth to Austin that we don't know about in terms of like, he is very. And Lindsay, you don't love him. You don't love him. You would love him as a friend, but you don't love him. You guys have not developed enough of a romantic relationship to be in love. But she also just like goes so hard so quickly that I think she thinks she's in love all the time. Yeah. She's She's got to stop. Because she's going to drive men away. Because I'm sure she thought that with even Carl for like the five seconds. Oh yeah. She's. She makes men run for the hills, which makes me sad because I want her to win. But I know. She, she, the disparity is just like oozes through her veins. And that is the number one turnoff for a man is to act like you, you like them no Maybe, yeah. or need them. Like, it's just too much. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> India, the man. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. The um, Amanda having to tell Kyle we're going night night. I was like, I know everybody has a bad night, but she said it in a way like I have to, this is our routine when he's drunk. Was this the scene or was this, yeah, didn't Amanda at some point um, 
beer, a uh, chug of beer with Craig, and she bit into the can. And Craig was like, "Did you bite into the can?" <laughs> she did. She did. I was like, "You're a trash monger." I mean, she's from Jersey, so you know they take care of their own. I can't help but love Amanda this season. Like, she's really giving it to me. Yeah, she she knows how to play her cards right. Um, but that bitch did bite into the beer because she. So Amanda's thing is like she played she's good at playing the guy's girl because like I went back and watched season one of Summer House once and she was like with Kyle because she's like really hot and all this stuff but like also knows how to bro out and like mm-hmm. that's what he wants um but knows like when to be really feminine so like yeah homegirl bit into that can like a savage like the girls in Charleston are not doing that yeah no Craig was oh. so shocked <laughs> Like, also because she her family is rich, so I feel like they were like, oh, if you were, like, a redneck, that'd be one thing. But you're, like, from a hoity-toity place in New Jersey, yeah. and you just bit into a can. But people do what they need to do. And then Kyle was, like, being so fucking annoying with the passive-aggressive. He's like, oh, and, like, walked up to everybody. He's like, do you have earplugs? Like, I can't sleep. Because he was, like, pissed that they were playing beer pong. I was like, what a little bitch. I would fight Not him. Surprise. Then... The next day wakes up with him being like, do you think it's unreasonable to tell people like they have to stop hanging out when we go to bed? Oh, wait, can we? Can Yeah. But can we talk about how after Hubs told Austin that she loved him, he went to Sierra's bed? I mean. Not shocked, but I'm just like, wow. These are moments of my life that I never want to relive. (laughs) Are you Sierra in this case or are you Hubs in this case? I don't know. I'm definitely not hubs. I'm never so telling a man I love him. Like, he loves another woman and then comes to like hang out with you and keeping you in the dark. Yeah, I've been, I feel I like I've more have been that girl that was too afraid to like open my mouth and communicate like what the fuck is going on versus a woman like that's like desperate. Like, like one of the situations that this happened. Yeah. In our youth. I would be this both are shameful but i would rather be this year than the hubs oh i don't know i think i would rather be the hubs in that i would know that he loves me more <laughs> yeah i mean i think that yeah she knows that, that she loves so more cr- but she hates sharing my feelings so the hubs is so cringe when it comes to displaying her emotions and i just like sierra yeah. just plays everything so cool young and me- i Again, and that's very- so Capricorn of us. Like, we don't show our emotions. I think I am Sierra. <laughs> I just had an epiphany. Like, my brain just expanded. Like, that, like, meme of, like, a Kylie Jenner, that you're realizing things. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, I am Sierra because Capricorns, we don't express our feelings. We just act like everything. And she is doesn't because, like, that's how she was last season, too, with Summer House. Like, that was her trouble. Wow. Realizing things. And then, yeah, so the next morning... Kyle's like, do you think it's unreasonable to ask people to go to sleep when, or to stop hanging out if we want to go to sleep? And I'm like, if you have to ask, the answer is yes. Yes. And Amanda's I like, I just want to hear, hear this motherfucker. Thing. How much does he make from Loverboy? Order fucking dead canceling headphones or whatever it's called. Noise canceling yeah. headphones. The end. Stopping a little bitch. And then Luke is intent. This is the second episode where he discusses he's going to make an igloo. And I was like, that's enough. <laughs> fucking igloo. Okay, Mr. Minnesota, go make your igloo. Oh, no, he's so Minnesota. Like later on somewhere I wrote, Luke is my dad. Oh, because I wrote from Minnesota, making igloos, not knowing if someone is coming on to him. 
because there's mad, nasty women in this world who come and hit on my father, knowing that he is a married man with a child. And he doesn't even realize it. He's like, they're just really nice. I'm like, they are displaying hoe behaviors, Colin. Don't <laughs> acknowledge it. He has no idea. My mom gets so pissed too. She's like, oh, do you think that's cute? And he's like, well, like, he really is innocent. Like he is like a pure dopey man who only loves my mother. But the women are horny for him. Like I have friends from high school whose moms, like when I moved back, they're like, oh, we're hanging out with Ruby again. They're like, oh my God tell her we love her dad i'm like get off my dad (laughs) if you don't like your marriage go elsewhere but not with my father i get just as so defensive so so defensive anyhow lucas wants to make an igloo um i was weak when austin and craig were debriefing and austin was like i hate when you're right (laughs) same i hate when craig is right because he doesn't need that ego fluffed um, I'm also weirdly into Austin with glasses. There's some men who are like whatever faces without. And then when they add glasses, they're actually super adorable. Yeah, because Austin's not like ugly. He looks a little bit like um, the character, like one, like a gnome. That's what he looks like a little bit. Okay. It's like a very tall gnome. Like in like, he has like no- he looks like a Disney character. Like he looks like one of the characters yeah, off like of Frozen. Guy. He looks oh, like the character off of Frozen. Yeah, he looks like Olaf. Not Olaf. No, Kristoff. Oh my god, Kristoff. he looks like a snowman. He looks like Kristoff off of Frozen. He has just Fair. a very like um big nose Viking. Like, oh yeah. Like probably of that heritage. Yeah, face. But he's a little like he's charming. I think he can be a little charming, a little like goofy, a little cute, I mean, which is cute. Again, he's a Gemini, so like they're very cerebral, like again, yeah. fellow air sign. Like they have to be witty. But the problem with Gemini is like you have the two sides, like you have the duality. And like, yeah. that's how we'll get into his response to Lindsay later. But that's what it was giving me. It's like, oh, I have all this stuff for Lindsay, but now I'm going to say that I love her like a sister. It's like, mm, problematic. Because she drove you away. Sorry, Lindsay, but yeah. you did too much. Yeah. Well, because he she freaked him out. Which and he so. asked her, like, are you drunk? And she's like, are you just saying that because you're drunk? She's like, no, I'm not. I love you. And I'm like, she was like just that was your opportunity back. to take it back. That was yeah. your opportunity to take it back. Like, she was blackout. Like, she admit or I watched Watch What Happens Live and she was like, I didn't even remember saying that. I was like, if you don't remember saying it, don't accept, be like, I was blackout. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I love you because you're my friend, but like, take it back, take it back. And then um, I will say the one thing I like about Andre is like, love that he makes coffee in the morning and brings it. But if he did that for me, the first that he didn't, I'd be like, I'd have a little bell and I'd be ringing. I'm like, Andrea, give me cafe. What are you doing? Where you can't at? set that up and then not keep it going the whole time. Exactly. Coffee is like one of the most important things in my life. So I need it all the time, but particularly in the morning. Mm-hmm. Also, he was like that dumb straight guy who was like, oh, you ladies look so beautiful when you wake up in the morning. And I really don't think that he knew. Like, it wasn't like, again, it wasn't like the way I was talking about Michael Darby. He wasn't winking at the camera. I think he genuinely thought that them with their hair and makeup done was how they wake up in the morning because he's that guy who only like deals with the women like that and he's a player and then sierra as we mentioned before accuses Lindsay of violating the girl code which you know luanda Lesseps has a song about that if you're not sure what it is but i just heard she has claimed to nothing and she's also not friends with her so like there's no code to violate if y'all don't even like her exactly she doesn't need to respect you 
because y'all don't even like her. So that's enough. So they divide, they divide into two groups for activities. One group, which is primarily the guys go fat tire biking, which I had never heard of, but looked fun. And then the other group stays to like, um, drink and watch Luke build an igloo. And normally I would be like the stay home person, but I feel like as I get older and also like, as we haven't been able to travel as frequently, I would probably, especially at the beginning of a trip when like, I'm still excited to be around people and do stuff. I think I would have gone biking because it also looked achievable. It didn't look super complicated. It looked fun. And like, you want to experience something that you can't experience anywhere else. So I would have like, I think I would have gone for the biking. I want to have been the best at it. I would have been like Mary where I'd like do half a round and then be like, okay, I'll meet you back for drinks. (laughs) But I still would have at least tried it. Yeah. But some days like, you also have the vacations where you're going there just to rest. So I understand that as well. What would you do? I would have gone biking. I'm not really a fan of the cold, but it looks fun. Like the tire biking. So I would have gone. Then um, I kind of like, they were kind of like revisiting all the love situations towards the end of this episode. And I will say the, one of the many pros of Hannah Burner being off the series is that now Luke and Amanda can be friends. Cause I think the only reason Amanda didn't like Luke was because she thought he was hurting her friend. Mm-hmm. And once she realized that Hannah was full of shit, she was like, Oh, Luke is not a bad person. And so Amanda was kind of like checking in with Luke about Gabby. And he was like, no, she's just my friend. And that's when he didn't know if she was coming on to him. And that's when I wrote Luke is my father. <laughs> like again, the Minnesota of it all. And then um, Hubs, <laughs> I wrote, gets friend zoned so much because she comes on so strong. And she's so like bro about it because like Amanda yeah. was like, would you F Lindsay? And he was like, no, like she's my friend. Like, because she does, like, she is a guy's girl, but in that way that like she just, again, she gives too much too quickly. Mm-hmm. And so then I don't like if there's somebody that I actually am friends with that's a guy like that I'm not romantically interested in, I do like treat them like my girlfriends and that like I'm just like there for them automatically and like given a lot to and all that stuff but if I'm interested in you like you're not gonna get like the full ruby mom friend energy the way hub house gives it and then I don't believe Austin with the I love you like a sister I think he said that to pump the brakes because he just felt so overwhelmed like he had just read the stuff about Madison he's trying to explore things with Sierra and I think like I think he really does like Lindsay and is afraid of like the friendship ruining. So he's like just taking his time with it. Like he doesn't want to sabotage it right away by doing this all on television. Which makes sense. Because um, he does have, again, he has friends who are girls. Like there's a girl who I remember like one of his first seasons on the show is like one of his best friends. Like that's not in Charleston and she's a female. And so like, I get that, like he can have those relationships, but I just don't believe that that's who Lindsay is to him. Not with all that. Like we FaceTime and we cry and all that stuff to each other. But yeah. And then, um, did you watch what, watch what happens live with Austin? No. Um, spoiler. You know how they have like the two front seat people are always like guests of the guests. Oh yeah, Lindsay. Oh, I watched the beginning. So Lindsay Lindsay was there with Austin's sister and Aunt Rhonda. Yeah. And then was holding hands with Austin's sister for like the whole first um, segment of it. Not trying to get my hopes up, but they're up. (laughs) They're very high. They're dating. 
And they did, it was funny because like when Andy would ask Austin questions about Lindsay, again, those Bravo editors started doing the split screen so we could see Lindsay's face, but she played it very cool. She was very together. So I don't know. But um, Andy Cohen said to him, when straight people are drunk, they speak from the heart. (laughs) So I guess he was just saying that Lindsay meant all this stuff. (laughs) Um, And then Tasha from Bachelorette was there and she's cute and sweet, but I've never really liked her for being smart. And she definitely said that she believes Erica didn't know anything about Tom. And I was like, delete (laughs) next. Oh, so yeah, I was like, a little hopeful when that because anything that was like asked about like status of relationships Austin like was very tight-lipped about so I don't know if he was dating Sierra like he could also be just single but if he was dating Sierra in real time I don't think he would have Lindsay be the guest on the show right yeah so, and I feel unless like they, they were really trying together. to throw us off but they would have been together at the wedding too so I don't think that he's dating Sierra you're right like the way him and Lindsay yeah. at the wedding yeah him and Lindsay were together at the wedding so oh my gosh Nancy Drew I didn't even think of that wow 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 Nancy Drew fancy Drew wow what a loss there was so much there was so much to talk about guys we I mean we can each other yeah we can on Salt Lake and Winter House when Potomac ends and we'll just do those two for a little bit because we're clearly deeply invested in dissecting Winter House yeah I love it and Mm. um yeah I mean it's a long episode but you guys you know you're used to it by now last week was short but you know if you're new to the pod because we're accruing listeners um this is one of our longer ones we'll work on it but there was just so much to talk about yeah tell your friends Tell your exes, tell your food delivery truck drivers uh, to listen because they will be entertained. Exactly. I think we're a good time. So, you know, spread the word, spread the message. Anywho's. Join our cult. Yes. (laughs) Happy Halloween if you partake. We have great Kool-Aid. I'm not a Halloween person, so I'm just going to watch season three of you because I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, you know, the Braves are in the World Series, so all John is concerned about is Braves, Braves, Braves. So, of course, because I am now a Braves fan, I'm only concerned about Braves, Braves, Braves. So I will not be wearing my Harry Potter costume this year that I intended. But, you know, next year. <clears throat> okay. I paid $50 for this robe, okay? It has well, to I... be worn. Because I was too lazy to create a, something original. So I went to Halloween, the spirit of Halloween, we- found a, ho- found a Harry Potter. Going somewhere? Yeah, I was supposed to go. Well, last year I was supposed, two years ago I was supposed to, <laughs> wow, two years ago. Oh. Two years ago I was supposed to wear it and I did wear it, but I didn't really go out because I was like, I was felt so sick and I ended up having tonsillitis. Ooh. So I never got to really enjoy Halloween and uh, yeah. Uh, so you've just been holding on to it. I thought you yeah. like bought it this year. I'm like, Why'd you buy it? Not knowing where you were going to go. Nope, just, um, I have the Harry Potter glasses. I have the Gryffindor have socks. Have we discussed this? Gryffindor. Oh, I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay, cool. Definitely. It's fine. All houses are equal. They're yes. all valid. Anywho's. Adios, Cucamongas. Oh, don't forget to like, rate, yeah. review, subscribe. All that good 
shit. And uh, we'll catch you spooky bitches next week. Karma returns to you, so be nice to us. <laughs> Period. We'll put a hex on you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.